We don't want to wait. We don't want to wait. <laughs> I'm Stephanie. I'm Robin. And we are here to talk about the end of season five. Yes. And we have guests as we've had all season. Um, actually, uh, uh, we have uh, Jonathan and Meredith here, I should say, right up off the bat. Jonathan from the Minute Impossible and Cast and Furious podcast. And Meredith, you want to list all yours? She's a physicist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a longtime listener, first time caller. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Uh, actually, uh, we've had guests all season and it really, in the end, it, 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 it had to do with the fact that Jonathan gave me crap for not having guests on our podcasts. So then I was like, okay, we have to have guests on because Jonathan wants to be on with his wife. Uh, but I have to make sure to get people on that are actually like listeners and would want to come on immediately and would be like, who are these people? So here's the end product. Jonathan and Meredith are now on the podcast. You're and, uh, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, let's just get into uh, your experiences with Gilmore Girls before we get into the episodes. I am a hardcore uh, Gilmore Girls fan. Um, I live my life by uh, one double order Gilmore at a time. Yes, by um, I am all double G all the time. So <laughs> my holy trinity is Gilmore Girl, Gossip Girl, and Golden Girls. Trying to make oh, wow. so <laughs> trying to make G gang signs. With yep. My hands. So that is um, <laughs> those are my three go tos as far as rewatching. Those are my my safe places. My um, I love it. You know, I rewatch them all the time. I've got two uh, kids that tease me endlessly about it when they hear the theme songs of any of those three songs. So yeah. I love it. And I have uh, dragged Jonathan along for the ride. Was it the first season you listened? I mean, the first time you watched it was when we were you were pregnant with... Harrison, were you watching that no, before you pre-watching? It was before it? I was pregnant. I we were watching it when it was still live on the air, oh, wow. when it was on the the WB. Yeah, with the little frog the before hat. it became the CW. <laughs> yeah, so that's how old we are. Yeah, all right. Hey, we're, well, we're let, in, you're in the same company. <laughs> we're <yeah>. old. <laughs> so uh, true or false? Rory is the worst. Oh, Rory's the worst. True. Okay. Rory's the worst, <laughs> and the older the older I get, the more true that is. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I was kind of joking in, in chat just a moment ago, saying, "What a better time to talk about white privileged New Englanders." <laughs> this is really on the heartbeat of America right now. <laughs> a Gilmore Girls binge watch with a bunch of white people. So, yep. can't I mean, wait to talk about yeah. our our thoughts on really rich, yeah, Connecticut people. Mm -hmm. So, Jonathan, she's just brought you along for the ride, that kind of thing. No, I mean, I've I I mean, okay. When she started it, I was like, uh, a show about a, a, a mom and her daughter. Blech. Gross. And then you see Luke. And then you see Rocket Raccoon. And you're like, okay, this is not a bad show. And then I started going, okay, this is well written. And then I, then the halfway, maybe halfway through the season, I was looked at Meredith. I go, Rory sucks. And she goes, what? I go, the little girl, she sucks. Everyone else is great. Lorelai is a little flighty, but Rory kind of sucks on a lot of levels. Now, I know she's written that well, way. I know it's not the actress. No, right. So, actually, at first, when we first watched it, we thought it was Alexis Bledel. We thought well, she, sure. was the, she was the weak link on that show because mm -hmm. the writing is so stellar otherwise. But then when you see Alexis on Mad Men or Handmaid's Tale – where I think she, Handmaid's Tale in particular, she's 
phenomenal. And so now I've gone back to watch and I wonder, you know, was it just, you know, all the other characters on Gilmore Girls, they're great. Rory is not realized or she is realized in a way that that we just don't like. (laughs) You know, we have to be told by everybody in the town and her mother continuously how extraordinary she is mm-hmm. because it never comes across in how she acts. Right. That's the Sunset Strip uh, problem from that horrible West Wing spin, uh, show. Oh, afterwards. yeah, uh, Sunset. What's the one where they did like the, they yeah. made, they pretended to be like Matthew, It was Live. Matthew Perry. And yeah. everyone kept, and, and uh, the, the, the lead female role on that was, what was her name? Oh, Meredith? my gosh. She went on to all those American Horror Story things. Anyway, the point yep. of it is about it is that they, everyone else had to say, she's so funny. She's <laughs> so witty and so interesting. You're like, I need you to show it to me or I don't believe you. Yeah. Hey, uh, Robin, if someone told you Bosch was a great detective, would you say, <laughs> I believe you? Or do you need to see Bosch be a great detective? And now you believe it. I believe it, yeah. And, and it's true. And, and, and you know, I, I – Meredith just rolled her eyes at me. She just rolled her eyes at me. We're on a Gilmore Girls podcast and I brought up Bosch. <laughs> I mean, I mean, people don't understand. It's not a dad show. And I keep getting crap for watching Bosch. It's a dad show. <laughs> it's a dad it show, Rob. I don't know what you're talking show. about. I mean, it, it, they curse, and it's it's just the right amount of danger for a father. Oh, like the Jack, Jack Ryan stuff. Hey, just, Jack Ryan just, is also just the right amount Amazon of danger. Amazon has my number. They do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to, you know, I know, I know you guys don't listen, but the deal here is we, we binge watch, um, and I made Steph binge watch 10 seasons of Smallville. Cause that was one of my favorite shows and she'd never Whoa. seen it before. So now the, the shoes on the other foot and we're binging something that she loves and I've never seen this before. So, um, even though, uh, um, it seems that people in, uh, Facebook chat groups constantly want to spoil me. And, uh, now I know Kristen Ritter's coming up. Thanks people. Uh, <laughs> Steph, you you got the better end of the, the worst end of the deal. This is not fair that he made you watch ten seasons of Smallville. Oh no, I enjoyed it. I I really did. Every episode was great. This sounds like another Bosch problem. You don't understand. Smallville's no, I, great. I watched all ten seasons of Smallville. Oh, okay. I watched six of them, and then I was like, <laughs> "Peace out. I can't. I can't do this anymore." Uh, it's still not Superman. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into these episodes. I'm going to start off with our first episode called But I'm a Gilmore. And uh, uh, the first chapter I have here is I I titled Boyfriend Material. Uh, So we start off in Lorelai's house and we're all recovering from the last episode. I mean, everybody's hungover. But honestly, I felt like I was put through the ringer in the last episode where everything just fell apart for no reason at all, just because people were written with fragile egos and uh, it just uh, is terrible, terrible time. Um, so yeah, Rory's on the, the floor of the bathroom. Kirk and Paris are in the kitchen and Lorelai comes in with a good morning, Vietnam and uh, brings the tacos. I love that Kirk uh, got a cavity from partying so hard. Uh, <laughs> he was eating Abba Zabba's. I had to go look those up. I was like, what the hell's an Abba Zabba? <laughs> it is, it is taffy and peanut butter. Oh, wow. It hasn't changed since 1920-something. So <laughs> go find yourself an Abba Zabba somewhere. You can buy them on Amazon. 
so uh, yeah, Lorelai says uh, police were called because Paris was in the streets and uh, Rory's like avoiding talk of Logan. So uh, we zoom over to, to uh, Logan's dorm where Rory shows up hungover and he says that he, she has an octagon imprint on her forehead. <laughs> uh, uh, Rory wants an end to the dating thing, doesn't want to be one of the many. And uh, um, Logan gets kind of angry because he's hearing an ultimatum and then he solves the problem by just saying, fine. <laughs> so Yeah, it's like he thinks he's being manipulated, but he's not. She's being straightforward. Yeah. Is uh, she? Is she being straightforward like a normal human is straightforward? Is she being straightforward like Rory is straightforward? <laughs> well, she's being straightforward like Rory and Huntsberger. Logan is such a, uh, you know, he's such a ladies' man that it's going to take the magical Rory Gilmore to change him. <laughs> she's so powerful. Yeah. She's so wonderful that it's going to change even the, you know, Logan, the ladies' man that he is. Mm-hmm. Is this just a TV character thing where someone is just like, I'm just not strange. I'm, I'm just strange to the, this dating concept you're talking about. What do you mean like one person to date with? I don't understand. You're going to have to teach me. You know? If I, if I, I don't know, like, you kind of like that in college. Well, no. I do a little people, bit like though. that in college. Okay. But I didn't look like Logan. <laughs> To me, you did. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Aww. You're my Logan Huntsberger. Oh, that's, you're my Rory Gilmore. What? <laughs> you. Oh, my God. Something's <laughs> happening here. This is great. You guys, are you ready Gilmore. to propose to each other right now? Or uh... he, no, put her, he put a ring on it. That's at the end of the season. That's at the end of the season, guys. No, no spoilers. Come on. I, okay. Before we move on, can we can we state our that we are Team Huntsberger? Okay. Team Logan. We're team, team Logan. I guess that's better. Not Team Huntsberger. The Huntsburgers suck, but uh, we're, we're Team Logan. We're Team Logan, and we have been for years, and I've gotten into uh, pretty big fights and forums with other middle-aged ladies wow. on... What are these, um, where are these white forums? I've never been to these things. Oh, these are very white <laughs> forums. These are these are Karen forums that I get on. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we fight a lot because I think Dean was boring mm-hmm. and, and dumb, you know, which mm-hmm. that's not fun. Yeah. I think, um, Jess. Jess is borderline abusive. I mean, if you look back, you know, he treated her like crap. Logan actually is as smart as we're supposed to believe Rory is, <laughs> which yeah. what about poor Stanley? I don't know his name. I'm just gonna call him poor Stanley. The guy who was like, I was always poor. Oh, the, that was his literally his they character. Never, they never dated. He no. just had a crush on. Yeah, her. he was like the loser. Oh, yeah. Maury? was it Maury? No, Marty. 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 Maury is uh, what's her name's husband? The jazz musician. Oh yeah, is, oh, uh, Maury. Maury. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, Maury's cool. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Maury's a uh, yeah. Maury, Maury likes jazz. Yeah, just like Bosch. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I bet Maury watches Bosch. I bet he totally watches Bosch. <laughs> if he's alive, I hope Maury watches Bosch. Well, I'm keeping an open mind this time to for, for Logan because I kept an open mind with Christopher. Okay. You know, the show is, you know, rich people are bad. Rich people, privilege is evil. And Lorelai gave up this life and therefore uh, she gave up Christopher. But Christopher, he's a victim of it too. So yeah. I kind of I kind of warmed to Christopher this time. So I'm I'm keeping my I'm keeping an open mind with with Logan. 
I, th- I, yeah, I think it does age differently because some people are like, oh, Logan was so bad for him. Like, he did nothing but prop her up and help her and, like, try to be. And they have a fight about that later on, uh-huh. I think, in a future season where, you know, Rory's being her normal, oh, woe is me. And he's like, I didn't make you do any of that. <laughs> I didn't force you. And so I think he pushes her. Everybody else she's ever dated has been like, you're an angel. You're <laughs> wonderful. And I think Logan kind of tells her, like, you're. You're being stupid. You're average. Yeah. Well, no, I think he's saying you need to take some responsibility, which is ironic because I don't think Logan does until later seasons. But um, he's growing up, too. Yeah, he's growing up, too. He and Rory and Lorelai all run away from their problems. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Rory and uh, Logan uh, are are having plans, and uh, then a pretty girl arrives in his dorm. But it's it's Honor, his newly engaged sister, who wants him to be at dinner, invites them both, I think. Right? What were you going to say? Yes. Over and over, Rory is waiting for Logan to show his true colors and to back out of this commitment thing. (laughs) And he never does. And it's here where I find out that uh, me and Logan actually have something in common. Uh, we both had Alyssa Milano as a girlfriend uh, when we were younger watching Who's the Boss. So, mm. yeah. Uh, uh, honor immediately uh, – I wrote down honor immediately hurts fragile uh, – can I say the F word on your podcast? Yeah, yeah go ahead. It's a, a, my, my note was honor immediately hurts fragile fucking Rory. Like the <laughs> second she sees there's another girl in the room, she assumes yeah. that Logan is having sex with her. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, dude, you you got to get that chip off your shoulder. Right I mean, now. And that happens through all these episodes. Every time mm-hmm. Rory sees Logan with a, a female, she just assumes the worst. She's, she doesn't trust him. But she sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meanwhile, in Lorelai's house, uh, uh, Lorelai hears a noise. Um, she grabs a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out to be Rory. And uh, and Rory tells her that she's now dating uh, Logan and stops Lorelai from saying anything. I do like her putting her pillow in the fa- face on the pillow. That was very. <laughs> I I think Lauren Graham does that look, that facial expression better than almost any actress. The I am biting my tongue, but it is all in my eyes that I am so mm-hmm. unhappy right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. Yep, because it's just like, you know, she doesn't want uh, another Christopher situation to happen to her daughter. So, uh, okay, so shoot over to, we shoot over in this plot to Huntsberger Castle or Manor. Manor. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile. Meanwhile. Uh, Logan is nervous. Uh, he says uh, his family is vicious when they're annoyed. But Rory says she's been preparing this uh, for, yeah, for she's, Friday night. She's so confident. Yeah. She's got this. She is the girl that every guy should take home to meet mother because she's so great. Because mm-hmm. she's been told left and right. You know, I look back to there was an episode I can't with when she was dating Jess and they named or maybe it was after that where they named her the ice cream princess or whatever. Yes. Uh-huh. Ice cream princess. Yes. Taylor did. Yeah. And yeah. she didn't have time for it. And they were like, you know, you're you're the most amazing person in this town. I can't believe you're acting like this. And I'm like, well, she's acting like she's always acted. <laughs> so it's the same sort of thing. The whole town has told her she's perfect. Her mom tells her she's, she's the perfect. Johnny football. She's the Johnny Manziel <laughs> of Stars Hollow. She's Rory Stars Hollow. She thinks mm-hmm. she owns the town. Yep. And then when she gets to the big leagues, guess what? Yay, shit. And then she walks right. into Trump, Trump Tower 
in there yeah. with all the gold walls, and it's totally different. Oh my god! Can we talk about the house? The, yeah. It, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I love, we were talking about earlier, we love the Gilmore's house. Mm-hmm. I hate this richness. And we went and looked it up. The net worth of this family in the wiki is $200 million. They're based on some, you know, small, you know, I say small, uh, small but profitable, you know, uh, tycoon company. It, it might some be publishing magnet. Yeah, some publishing family. <laughs> and the Gilmore's, are, which is hilarious that the Gilmore's have a net worth that it's estimated <laughs> for the show. It's like 50 million. So. Yeah. That's the difference in, in richness. Well, the ceiling height alone. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. 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 You could tell. That ceiling. They're, they're, if you looked at that ceiling. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, I love I loved the little story that, like, Rory's, like, been preparing for this. She does, she's been, got a lot of Friday night dinners under her belt, like the time that Lorelai wore, wore a rhinestone penis shirt to the dinner and uh, Emily had her car towed. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that episode. Classic uh, Emily. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Logan introduces Rory to mom, grandma, or grandfather, uh, Josh. Uh, yeah, things are a bit frosty and grandpa keeps shaking his glass. Uh, this is by the way, George Coe, uh, who voices Woodhouse on Archer. But I mean, everybody knows him from that one episode of Smallville where he played uh, Martha's father and, you know, he had a bad relationship with Jonathan and, uh, and Clark just wanted to have a relationship with grandpa, you know? Um, oh yeah. <laughs> I remember make sure. when I said there wasn't a bad episode of Smallville. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Her maiden name is Swan. <laughs> Martha Swan Kent. Yeah. That makes, it's all coming back no, to me now. No, no, no. It's, her maiden name is Cl- Clark. Mar- wait, what? It's Martha Clark Kent. Oh, then wait. Then who's Swan? That's your mother. No, there is a mean, Swan. No, <laughs> that's Swan Christopher invented- Reeves' character. He's the doctor. Yeah, Swan invented Superman. I mean, no, he actually saw in in the in the in um in the solar charts where Krypton Krypton exploding and. No, I'm talking about the in the real life, like the guy the guy who drew. One of the guys who drew him forever was who is Christopher I, Reeves' character? You lured me in yes. with Gilmore Girls, and we're talking about Smallville. I feel like I got I. I'm sorry, bait and switch. I don't want to talk about Smallville either. It's my fault entirely. It's, it's yeah, it's bad hosting, if anything. Uh, by the way, I said I, I thought that the mom looked like Ruth Wilson, but uh, she's uh, Leanne Hunley, who was uh, for on Days of Our Lives for many many years, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but I, I was like, she put red hair on her. She looks exactly like Ruth Wilson. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Grandpa's... She's married to Stefano. Hmm? She's married to Stefano? She's married to Stefano for a bit on Days oh. of Our Lives. Oh. Mm. Uh, everybody's cool with Gra- with Honor, but Grandpa is actually super upset about this Rory and, you know, uh, and then Mother agrees. Mother. And... and uh, <laughs> They, you know, Logan gets a lecture about taking over the company and you need the right kind of person at your side. And, you know, not somebody, you know, wants a career for themselves. And <laughs> that's, that's gross. Um, and so, yeah, Logan walks out with her and Rory is shocked. She's like, my, don't they know I'm a Gilmore? My, my ancestors came over on the Mayflower. <laughs> and uh, in walks in the great Greg Henry, <laughs> which I was just like, yeah. Greg Henry. With the whitest name. I went to a very white high school with a very prestigious school in, in Knoxville. And I definitely knew someone named the closest to Mitchum Huntsberger. <laughs> I guarantee you I knew a Mitchum. I did I knew a 
I knew a Drogo. What? I, a Drogo. <laughs> name was Drogo. Uh-huh. Um, I knew a, a Whitley. I knew uh, all the all the rich names, all the rich names you need. You went to the, uh, a different world college. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I knew a Parker. Lots of Parkers, actually. Yeah. Back in the Ugh. back in the nineties, when Parker wasn't what you're, you named your kid. Hey, you're a little lousy with Parkers. Yeah. Yeah. Parker. Ugh. It's the worst. <laughs> uh. just got fl- flashbacks to Veronica Mars season three. Um. All right. So, uh, yeah, Greg Henry. Uh, I I always remember him from Payback. Um, of course, he's in Guardians with uh, Sean Gunn. Um, mm-hmm. He played the grandpa. Um, all right. So, and and, I, and actually, lately he's been doing pl- plays where he's 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 actually played Trump. Uh, and gosh, he's I, he's got that blonde. You know, yeah. he's aging in a very similar way. He was great on Scandal. I liked him a lot on Scandal. Okay, uh, it's another show you got to binge, I guess. I, I binged the first season and then just kind of dropped off. I thought the first season was pretty great, but didn't hear many good things about continuing, but I don't know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Logan uh, drops Rory off outside her place, has to go take go clear his head. And so Rory calls mom and says that the family hates hates her. And she says, don't they know you're a Gilmore? Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so yeah, Lorelai is like advising, like, "Hey, let him, let him bolt. He's he said he's a non-commitment guy. This is maybe this is not the guy for you. You're somebody who's big on commitment, and you don't want to be in the business of uh, changing someone." And then right on cue, Logan's at the door and asks her out to eat. So, see, that's solid, Logan. This I guess this goes in column column one. Yes, he ran away, but yeah. he did come back. And he came back on his own. Like he didn't come back because she asked him to come back. He, Logan tends to eventually do the right thing. Yeah. It's, again, I just, it's, it's kind of weird. It's almost like he's, I mean, again, yeah, you you said it earlier, he's young. So maybe he is learning the rules, you know, (laughs) figuring this all out and it's all come easy for him before. And now he's actually. His first girlfriend. It's his first first relationship. Yeah. All right, so the next chapter I called Paris Jonathan Tem, which is Thank a you. real bastardization of Paris Jatem. But uh, I mean, his name is Jonathan. It's not Doyle. They keep insisting that it's Doyle, but his name yeah, is Yeah, he's the amazing Jonathan. Yeah. He's um, from Buffy. He will never be Doyle. He will always be the amazing Jonathan. And you'll never call him Oscar winner. Is his real name? He's won an Oscar. Yeah, if, well, everyone at this point is on, on, on an Oscar. No. But, yeah. It's uh, that's an, Danny. That's, that's a Grammy. Everybody's oh, a yeah, Grammy. You're right. Everybody right. has won a Grammy. Anyway, this Strong. is a short one. Um, Danny, Danny Strong. Strong. That's right. Yeah. I kept on thinking Danny Boyle, but I was like, no. I'm just going <laughs> to no. with Doyle, and <laughs> that's a completely different person. Uh, so, yeah, Paris's dorm. Jonathan's sick. Uh, but this was really cute because – because she's been looking for him. He's been missing. And he's been right there the whole time in her bed. <laughs> <laughs> I love these two. I mean, I um, – we've, we've talked about – we love Paris and Doyle. They – You think uh, this is us. Kind of. <laughs> but what I like is – And I'm Paris. T- <laughs> <laughs> Typically, in the, they're in the background of scenes. And this happens a little more later on. Where they're either fighting, snipping, or at one point they're like practicing Krav Maga with each other. Yes. You have to watch whatever they're doing in the background um, okay. because it's hilarious and their dialogue is hilarious. I think that's where Amy Belladino came up with making background characters more of the foreground characters. Because in the first couple seasons, Kirk is 
literally like a drive-by Kirk. Yeah, yeah. And now he's a character. Mm-hmm. Jonathan is a character. Uh, no, Doyle. Uh, and Jonathan. Paris is a character on the show. She was always kind of a character from the first, but she was more of a nemesis. Yeah. So I guess a nemesis gets a different, but now she's like flavor. Yeah. And I love it. I love those. I've always loved them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Nanny and her relationship with Nanny. Nanny, whole, Nanny from the start and the fluent in Portuguese. <laughs> What's uh, she doing? She's putting Sav on me. Sav. <laughs> I like that she puts him in a shirt that says women belong in the House and the Senate. Yes. I might have a, I mean, I know I have a terrible memory, but I swear this is the first time that I learned that Par- Paris is pre-med. I had no idea what she yeah, was she doesn't like blood. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's because we we were confused because she said she was going to do pre-med, but she was all gung-ho about being on the Chilton paper. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't remember her ever saying that she was going to be pre-med or yeah, she did. Career. She did. She did say it. Mm-hmm. Right. Was she all? You guys might remember better than me. Was she always going to go to Yale? No, she couldn't really oh, yeah. make up her mind. It was between Yale, Princeton, and. Harvard. Well, she originally was- it was Harvard because when she and Rory went to co- the college fair, they both sort of snipped at each other. Like, you know, you can't go yeah. and then we can't have so many people going to Harvard. I think for, isn't for both of them, Yale was a Their well, backup for, school for, for um, Paris. It was, she didn't get into Harvard. Remember because she lost her virginity. Right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. And, and C-SPAN then, heard about it. And C-SPAN. And then, um, but they play back. In that episode, they she's got uh, audio of her um, college interview and <laughs> how off the rails she went. Yeah. So, but she blames it on that she had sex, therefore she didn't get into Harvard. Uh, I do like the Rory does tell Paris about um, dating Logan now, and she says, "You did it. You landed the whale. You're a net Benning." Because <laughs> of the warm. I don't baby. understand that joke. Can you warm help baby. me? Warm yeah, I got baby. that. Well, but, he's a what? noted like. You know, guy's been around a lot, and he he refused to marry anybody, okay. and then married Annette Benning. Yeah, it right. is very much a joke of the time. It's not even a joke <laughs> of this time; it's a joke of another time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The show didn't come out in this show. The show didn't come out in 1987. No, this is this is where I think this is where it shows how old Amy Sherman Palladino actually is. I mean, I uh, got the joke. I got the joke, but I didn't know that it was a. joke. I was like, okay, I guess he was a Playboy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got him. Yeah, yeah got there's, him. there's many of these jokes that are just like, yeah, those celebs are such a-holes, right? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Jonathan uh, gets along smashingly with Nanny, and uh, and he's even better. And then Paris is like, we have to talk about this relationship. So that's really where this episode ends with that. That's why this is us. Yeah. Except this time you're Paris. You, were, you came to me with an ultimatum. I did come to you with an ultimatum. She, she said... Where are we going? Where is this going? Is this anything? Yeah. And I was like, um. And just like Jonathan, you were like, mm, okay. <laughs> Let's see. You are just like Jonathan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the next chapter is you can take the cook out of the kitchen. Actually, no, you can't. <laughs> um, so this is all about Lorelai getting a call about uh, Suki put on bed rest. Suki is giving instructions like crazy. And um, yeah, this is where I was like immediately yeah. taking notes. Like what 
is Sookie like? Did she think that she was going to be pre- preparing dinner while she was in labor? Yeah, this, this is, is her second one of those... child. Like, what this is wrong with planning for a prospective mother? This but is another her. one of those Sookie storylines where you're just like, Sookie is being insane. There's <laughs> no rational way to explain any of this. Right. And then she, uh, so yeah, I love that like, we call Luke in and Luke is just like, you would think he's going to like freak out because he's, you know, used to like one chef and he's in the diner and all that. But man, he just takes charge with confidence. and He knows and, how to cook duck. And he speaks yeah. Spanish. Yeah. He does speak Spanish. <laughs> Uh, and so Suki keeps checking up on him and then, uh, Luke discovers that Suki is getting food delivered to her and then discovers that Suki is actually upstairs getting food delivered. Well, because he did, he, he wasn't straining the sauce twice. Right. <laughs> and he did threaten to strain it three times. Which well, why would you even funny. say that? That's not even funny. That's not even funny. Yeah. Goat cheese and the fennel salad. I mean, come on. <laughs> you had goat cheese. It was there. <laughs> Oh my gosh! They're phenomenal. Wait, side side bar here. Have y'all seen Amy Schumer learns to cook? Yes, yes. Oh. it's great. I think it's actually it's really funny. I actually said right before we watched, I go, you know what? I'm kind of over, over Amy Schumer and her shtick, and now I'm like, oh, she has new shtick. Okay, because yeah. remember she was like dirty New York single girl. Yes, yeah, she's domesticated, and now she's domestic dirty. Yeah, and her husband's just as filthy as she is. And <laughs> yeah, I'm like, when I see them both, I'm like, they really don't clean up at yeah. all. No, <laughs> but they're cute together. They are cute together, and I like that he robs the next door neighbor's garden. Yeah, what did she call him? That she named called him? him the Fantastic <laughs> Mr. Fox. <laughs> she's like, look at Fantastic Mr. Fox over there grabbing at some carrots and fennel. She's so tired of talking about the fennel. Robin. It's Amy Schumer learns to cook, but spoiler alert, she doesn't learn to cook. (laughs) She drinks and she annoys her husband while he makes her dinner and they eat. And it's all, it's, it's, it's taped by, uh, uh, stationary cameras and their nanny and it's on the food network. Listen, she lost me after those star Wars photos, man. I was not happy with her after that. I was like, you know what? No. (laughs) And I was kind of unhappy with star Wars too. I was like, what are you guys doing? Is, did you ever see those photos? No. Amy Schumer, like in bed with C-3PO or like. <laughs> I did see those. That's like on the 30 rock. Never go with the, never go wacky in a photo shoot because at the end of it, you'll be squatting naked over a chicken, rubber chicken. <laughs> yeah. That's what basically what happens in all these photos. So like, that's not funny enough. Let's have her in bed. Like she's having sex with C-3PO. Yeah. I didn't mind that. I'm not a racist, Robin. I don't mind if ro- robots have sex with women. <laughs> they should not mix. <laughs> wow. Uh-oh. Just going to come out right now. No. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, oh, yeah. Jackson then bursts into the kitchen and yells at Luke for taking a ladle out of a pregnant woman's hand. <laughs> I don't know. Jackson says that you could probably beat me up. I don't know, Jackson. You're a big guy. Yeah. I think Jackson could beat him up. Yeah, but I think Luke has some inner rage that, yeah, yeah. that would take over. I can't see Luke or Jackson ever punching anyone ever. (laughs) I think we've seen this joke before where Jackson is like, I'm surprised I'm so angry that I'm protected of my family. (laughs) Jackson's the best. I love Jackson. I miss, I miss his wrestling pajamas. Oh, I love his wrestling pajamas. (laughs) I miss his family, his, uh, rune. Rune. And then the other one who is, what are the um, names of his cousins? Or is like rune and, oh, the is other one's the one that sticks out. I can't remember. Yeah, is his brother the one that is um, the guy from Parks and Rec? 
Yes, Ron Swanson. And Ron, yeah. Ron Swanson. Oh, Swanson. yeah, that's right. Nick Offerman. <laughs> yeah. How can I forget that? I mean, that's, I mean I, I, the only thing that sucks about this is I have no TJ to talk about. TJ, <laughs> my favorite Gilmore Girls character. Uh, well, there is a time. This is not a magic hammer. <laughs> <laughs> His voice, just that whatever accent. I'm an escrow. I'm an escrow. <laughs> That's a Deloise accent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm building a shelf for you. It's a nice shelf. I mean, it's, just, it's, it's very New York, even though I don't know if the Deloises are from New York. Yeah. Uh, like, proper but they all talk the same they oh god i love all deloises yeah back in the day the first time i watched this like i thought jackson was too big i thought tj was way too big mm. but now i I'll, i mean i'm enjoying them because this is such a like theater like show it's so play like mm-hmm. that i appreciate the the bigness of these characters uh well I got to say right here, uh, I'm not sure if these guys know, but I'm a huge Luke and Lorelai shipper. Been there since day one. Every single time we get a Max Medina or some other dude, like the, the – Jason. Jason. I keep forgetting his name. <laughs> Every single time one of these guys comes along, I'm like, yeah, 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 but it's Luke. It's Luke all the way. Oh, yeah, well, we're Luke. Yeah, we're Luke and Lorelai. I'm not – I may not be a Lorelai person and I, I think Lorelai is a little flighty on things. Mm-hmm. Like she For also sure. runs away like her daughter. But mm-hmm. I'm a Luke fan forever. So if Luke, if this is what Luke wants, the character Luke, I know that in real life they didn't like each other, but I, I know oh, that. I Luke, know that. <laughs> oh, oh, they hated oh, they each ha- other. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. That's why when you watch it from now on, just know how good they both are at acting. <laughs> I would yeah. never say they are not good actors. They are both okay. excellent actors. I don't like wow. Lorelai as a character. I do like her as an actress. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that Scott Patterson just is not a nice guy. I think he's. I, I I wouldn't disagree with that. I think he's um, he comes in, does his job, and leaves. And uh-huh. doesn't really, he's an unfunny Ron Swanson. Yeah, he's, like like we know what he is like in real life, and he's a sweetheart. Yeah, I think yeah, I think he's just Ron Swanson. He comes yeah. in, he's like, "What do you want me to do? I'm not going to give you more than I'm acting. This is my job. Yep, <laughs> I'm good at it. Right. Well, I I do love this moment where Luke. Comes out to Lorelai. Well, it doesn't come out, but he, he what? goes to Lorelai. What? What goes <laughs> in? See this part? Uh, no. He goes to Lorelai and he's like, I've had it, but I'm in a relationship, so I'm just going to keep working and I'm going to keep thinking about what I would have done. I was like, this is exactly this the is- kind of conversations I have with Meredith. We've had these conversations about things that I've asked Jonathan to do for my family. So this is very, you know, when he's like, I'm going to yell about it. Why are you yelling? I don't know, but this is how I'm getting out my aggression, and then I'm going to go do what you told me to do. I'm still going to help your mother move. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's so many times where you just like, especially in like, a, there's a family situation where you're just like, I, I this is something I freaking hate doing, but I'm, I'm going to do it because we're family and I, everybody will be happy with me. And <laughs> oh yeah, um, I grew up with a father that every time like something need, needed to be repaired in the house. He would just blow up, get mad. It was terrible. <laughs> but by the time he got it fixed, it was okay. Yeah. And you know, they say you That's marry me. your father. <laughs> oh my gosh. Every I'm like, every time something breaks in the house, I'm like, great. We're gonna have to go through this whole ordeal where he gets mad, mm-hmm. hits the roof, doesn't mean anything that he says. <laughs> but it will be okay. We will get through it. Right. And the washer will be fixed in afterwards all right where are we at well okay so lorelei uh catches up with uh jackson and sookie who are riding in a cart they stole <laughs> and uh, the cart. 
they decide that the Manny that they that Sookie's actually been training is going to be taking over. Yada yada. Uh, then we find out about um, uh, we go to the newsroom and we find out about Jonathan's problem has always been because he actually suffered a really bad breakup and now he's going to commit to Paris and they're in a committed relationship and Rory and their and Paris are very happy together and then Mitchum shows up and apologizes. Wait, and- wait, back up, back Rory. And- so Rory was telling Paris that the reason that her and that she got um, how the way that she, what she used. What am I trying to say? Rory was telling Paris that the tactic that she used to land Logan was she had him focus. And so when Paris told Doyle that they needed to talk, she was like, I need you to focus. So they both landed their whale. Go ahead. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, so yeah, Mitchum is now the nice guy. He's you know he's he's not the one that actually crapped on Rory, and he you know he comes and he's like, listen, I'm, I'm just going to offer you an internship, and she wants to turn it down, and and he's like, no, forget about why this might be happening. Just think about this as an opportunity being handed to you, and you should just take it. I'm I'm a Mitchum apologist. Oh yeah, I. I, th- I know he is coded in this show to be a dick at the end of the day, but I don't think he is. I think as we, and Meredith and I talked about this, as he, as we get older, I'm like, everything Mitchum says, is his family messed up? Yes. Is everything he says to her right? Yes. Yeah. It's and, true. Is it real life? Yes. I mean, he, you know, he's giving her an opportunity. Right. And, you know, because she's on, her, she's on her high horse, she doesn't yeah. want to take it. Because which, she thinks she's bidding her. To me so is, what if I am? To me, it's foreshadowing right. for what comes later that, you know, she she's not taking the initiative. She's not taking opportunity as it comes to her. And to me, that is a, that's another one of Rory's flaws. Mm. Yeah, but it, when Rory started her relationship with Logan, like... How convenient is it that Logan's family has just what she's looking for? <laughs> and I'm so afraid of like, like a uh, nepotism and impartial. Like I, I hate impartiality and unfairness. So, you know, is I, if I were Rory, I wouldn't want to be seen as using Logan to get, you know, as a stepping stone to for my career. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think an initial pushback was, you know, I don't want you to feel sorry for me. That was fine. Mm-hmm. And I think Mitchum is like, this isn't about that. Just but it's take what you it. want to do. Yeah. You want to be a reporter, and I'm offering you the ability to to intern at a place you would not get a job for. Yeah, is it because I knew you? Yeah. Guess what? That's how I got half of the jobs I got in high school was because of people I knew. And I'm like, fine. And does it affect? Does it reflect on me bad now? No. It was just something I did. Yeah, and that's how the world works. Yeah. And and, and nepotism, you know, when we talk about nepotism, we're thinking of my cousin took all the contracts for the contractor stuff and it made $100 million off the city. You know, that kind of nepotism. And wasn't qualified. Right. Or was underqualified. Yeah. Uh, Whereas my nepotism is like, if I know somebody that wants a job and I can help you get that job, I'm going to do that. That's not nepotism, but you know what what I'm saying? If you can always help somebody, and a lot of times it's the people in your sphere of influence. Mm -hmm. And this guy is a rich guy who has an internship. He's like, I don't know. I'll throw a bone. Literally, well, I will throw a bone to my my son's girlfriend because my my family shit on her last night. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm doing it because I feel bad for you. So what? 
So what? So what? And he didn't even do it in a way that made me feel icky. No. It definitely mm-hmm. could have also been a, you know, the fact that he goes to her office, mm-hmm. he doesn't, he could have easily have said, you come to my office. Right. Right. Yeah. So I think, you know. Come beg for it. Yeah. Come beg for it. Or, you know, I, I'm going to put you through the ringer, but he goes there. I, I told you I was going to ask you a question, but oh. it's on mic, but I didn't want you to know the answer. Uh-huh. I didn't, she's like, well, it is. I'm like, I, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> Because I want you to answer it on Mike. Okay. Do you think Mitchum Hunsberger actually had ulterior motives and knew he was going to say she didn't have it when he offered her this job? No. You don't. I don't. Okay. I honestly don't. I think I think he did it on behalf of his family. He's like, look, I know how to get rid of her. I'm going to offer her something and let her fail. <laughs> wow. And I'm just I mean, think he could have done that. I think he is that kind of person. And, and it's in her wheelhouse to show him up and be like, I didn't fail, jerk. But instead, she does exactly what I, he thinks she's going to do. And also gets her out of the family. Yeah. But he looks like the good guy, sort of. I don't, you know, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. But I disagree. All right. Um, I strongly disagree. Um, right. I think throughout the series, he he is a dick. And I think later on, somebody says he's a, I think Logan says he's a bully. Yeah. He and says I think he, we both agree he's a bully. He is a bully. But I think. You know, even in the extended, you know, the the four seasons or the four episodes that came after. I haven't seen any of those. Okay. But he's still <laughs> in it and he's still true to character, though. I mean, I think he's – I think he is who he is. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think – No, I agree that he's constant. I think he's constant. I don't think he's manipulating Rory. Okay. I think um, – I think he honestly felt bad. I think he knows his son, and he probably thinks his son will take care of it before he would. I mean, when he murders his wife in later seasons. Sorry, Robin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they bring murder into Gilmore Girls. Oh, they already have when they got rid of, uh, um, oh, my God, Louise and Madeline um, a few seasons back. I liked Louise and Madeline. Yeah. Well, like like we've said before on this podcast, I mean, I've said, sorry, I don't want to make Steph complicit in this, but uh, – uh, they they call Dean and they're like really cutesy about it and Rory's drunk and she goes when I get back here I'm going to kill you and they're never seen ever again <laughs> ever so uh, yeah all right so let's get into uh, how many crow pogs to Cape Cod and my, my first chapter for this is a real short one is uh, I called it Property Brothers it's all about you know Taylor and Taylor and Luke uh, Taylor trapped under uh, creepy mannequins and Luke's like hey it's time you know that nobody's nobody's coming here to rescue you because nobody's coming to this place and Taylor wants to try bus bench advertising like Fitty Cent <laughs> which is just like a, a <laughs> Fitty scent coming out of Taylor's mouth. I don't know. Yeah. How does Taylor? Taylor's Taylor's the greatest. (laughs) And Luke talks him into selling the house. And uh, and then only other thing about the house that happens later is uh, Lorelai sees people carrying mannequins walking by. And she's like, oh, I feel guilty that I never went there more. But uh, so the next chapter I have is I call uh, Rory gets extra extra. Uh, (laughs) So we go to the (laughs) we go to the dorm. And uh, Paris is super happy, and so is Rory. They got boyfriends. Walking on sunshine. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you learned another song. Uh, Rory, um, uh, Logan arrives and kisses Rory, and Paris is just like walking <laughs> nice. at them, like, oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, Rory wants to look like a newspaper woman and has printed the internet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
as she, one does back in the early days. Googled him. Yeah, but then you see the Google stack of things that she's yeah. printed out. Uh, the history of him, and Logan's like, "Hey, I got no insight on my dad. You know, we don't talk very much." So he likes peas. Or he yeah. doesn't like peas. Hey, can we talk about the fact that I've still never in 2020 ever gotten a Roomba? And this episode has two Roombas. That I know. Oh, yeah, I yeah. I can't afford a Roomba. Money. In my mind, I, I I know I can afford a Roomba. But yeah. I feel like I can't afford a Roomba. Like when I look at it, I'm like, yeah. if it was $200, I would be like, sure, I'll buy three of them. But <laughs> it's, it's a $400 for one. I'm like, it's no too much. Right. I'm like, yeah. $400 will buy me one of those uh, Dyson balls. I'm like, that seems to me, yeah, it's a Dyson ball with no yeah. suction, doesn't lose suction. This little robot, I got to clean his ass out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what it is, Meredith. You're cleaning the ass out of that thing all the time. And they don't seem to last very long. It's like, like- a shitty turtle. <laughs> it just rolls around eating the crap <laughs> on the floor. All your dead skin cells. So think of it that way. Is Roomba now going to be uh, advertising on your podcast? Well, my podcast? No, yeah. this is this is a uh, this is their podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we could be sponsored by uh, DJ Roomba. Is uh, Roomba fa- is Roomba family? <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, it's true. It does seem like a technology that you know it, it, it's unattainable. It's like the Roomba, the Roomba, and then the robot from from Rocky Four. It's like that's that's oh, the gonna, next level. Oh, the one that Polly Fox, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's a whole other. That's another podcast, guys. We'll, <laughs> we'll talk about that robot having sex with Polly later. Yeah, uh, Rocky Minute. Um, so, so yeah, uh, Rory's doing some studying and wine and Haiti and remember she's she, studying because she's smart. Yeah, that's to remind us that she's smart. She's smart. But she's she's studying Mitchum. She wants to know everything that he might need, everything things to talk to him about. Um, so she goes to the Gazette, Stanford Eagle Gazette, and uh, Roz from Monsters Inc. is working reception. <laughs> Always watching. <laughs> uh, Rory Gilmore, <laughs> Mike Wazowski. <laughs> I, uh, I, I mean, oh. this is mean, but I was thinking. Oh, how nice of Amy Sherman Palladino to give that lady a job, which I probably she hasn't probably acted since, you know, that smoking voice <laughs> changed. And, yeah. I thought it was funny that uh, this is Rory's first picture ID. Like, she literally says, I'm like, don't you have like a license? Oh, I thought she got ID? a picture ID at Yale last year. Yeah. What are you talking yeah. about? Do you mean work ID? Because I do remember the first time I got a work ID. I mm-hmm. thought it was I thought it was kind of cool. Uh-huh. I, I hated my first work ID, but yes. <laughs> oh, uh, and also uh, talk about IDs. We found our college IDs. Uh-huh. You know what my uh, my student number was? It was my social security number, and it was on the card in Ray's letters. Wow! Next to my face, we're so old. Just advertising your social security yeah. number. To be fair, there was no internet to put it on. So. That's true. Yeah, there was there was Roadrunner. Well, there was there was the internet. Gopher, Gopher Mail. <laughs> we were the first because we were class of ninety. We went in in ninety three at the end of the fall of ninety three. So we would have been at the literally the beginning of the internet. <laughs> uh, all right, so yeah, Rory's a little lost. She's got to find Harry. She calls his name out loud, and then comes running like oh when she sees him. And she gets the tour. I love the the fact that Rory decides to take a selfie with the coffee by the water cooler just to really show off that she's at work. She's got coffee. 
Um, and then, uh, yeah, Mitchum shows up. Everybody's like, oh, my, he's never comes by. And uh, he calls her right out, like out of the crowd. And it's like, you're going to be my shadow. And then loses her immediately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but then later on, she loses the heel. She's got uh uh brings a fax to talk to Mitchum about and he's just like mildly amused by them and uh as we all are with faxes now mm-hmm. <laughs> we're all mildly amused when someone's like yeah i have a fax and you're like i don't care <laughs> it can't be anything important so she calls logan for some uh help and he tells her um he needs she needs something to she can use to connect so uh, he he gives her like he likes jazz much like Bosch. Mm-hmm. Um, he hates when people quote my favorite things, <laughs> which is just like that's very just like Bosch. Just like Bosch. <laughs> just like Bosch. Uh, stays late, lets people go earlier, but notices who stays. He hates double talk, but he's really good at it. He's got high blood pressure and switches to decaf after four. And so Rory gets that after four decaf to Mitchum at the end and doesn't get shut out of the office that time. So this is hey. so boring, but. Well, I mean, you think, hey, that she's, you know, he's, she's building a good relationship with Mitchum and, you know, he's getting, gaining respect for her and she's doing he's not, great. she's a secretary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next chapter I have is uh, called Meet the Parents and Lorelai. Um, so <laughs> Rory tells Richard and Emily about how she got the internship and they're immediately freaked out. The ball has been dropped. <laughs> we need to get Logan over here for dinner. So, uh, um, this white guilt yay. etiquette, this white guilt etiquette thing is very close to my fa- family. Yeah, yeah. That's my mother. If you do not send out a thank you note within three days, you are scum. <laughs> if you, well, if you are invited, if you're invited for, yeah, you know, you know what I'm talking about, Georgia, <laughs> Alabama, 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 Alabama. <laughs> uh, if you, uh, the, uh, the way that my mom looks at somebody when they do not send her. And I know that they have not sent her something, and I'm just like, "Oh God, this is so uncomfortable." Oh God, it's a it's Emily Gilmore. It's an Emily Gilmore situation <laughs> yep. right now. I'm like, "Oh my God, you didn't follow the form. The forms have not been followed." <laughs> it is it's hilarious that they're like, "Oh my God, we have to invite her." It's been a whole week, Richard. Mm-hmm. But Rory did not tell Grandma and Grandpa about how the family treated her. She left all that out. No, yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's this whole thing where Rory's got to get to sleep early to get to a show with that Lane is doing at 3am and, um, yeah, Rory gets woken up by Lorelai, um, and then, um, tells Rory to call Emily for her oh. and Rory's like, no, you should call because <laughs> they're, okay, because, they're not talking. Right. Lorelai is not talking to her mother because her mother broke her and Luke up weeks ago, hasn't been to Friday night dinner. Yeah. But now she wants to go because she wants to know Logan. Right. And none of this is, is addressed when she goes for Friday night dinner. Mm. Uh, oh, I love that she calls Emily and is just completely silent. And Emily just starts yelling at whoever's breaking her. Yes. <laughs> Classic Emily. It's very rude. Can we talk about the fact? Can I talk? Can I tell you my favorite Gilmore girl? Oh, yeah. Emily. Please. It's Emily. Uh, yeah, I, I Emily think so is too. Is, is she yours married? Um, yeah, I mean, she's, she's up there. She is, she's the most complex out of all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, did she, she do the mean things to Lorelai when she, she was did. younger? Yes. She did. And you, and you know, coming up, you see, you see a glimpse of what it must've been like to grow up in that house. But as far as she's 
super witty. She always holds her own. Yeah, we we love her. Yeah, I mean, I I do I do love some Lorelai, um, and Emily does has done some things that have really made me mad. But so is Lorelai. So, I, but um, yeah, I kind of go back point, and forth between met, the two of them. You've met Trix's sister, right? We've met the. Uh, have we met her? The remember yes. they had Mary yeah. Ross's other role on the show. Yeah. Marilyn. <laughs> yes, she Marilyn. She's. Yeah. She would be my favorite Gilmore. That, yeah, I was going to say, there's my favorite Gilmore. <laughs> she, who Delightful. does she have subletting her place in London? Corn. Yes. A band called Corn. <laughs> I love her. I love that they loved her so much. I'm like, damn it, we had to kill her because she was too old. So let's make a younger like niece of Tricks. It's like perfect. Great. Uh, well, when they had her in that old age makeup and get, just like had her like sitting in a chair and judging people, I was like, this is such a waste of the delightful Marion Ross. Mrs. Mm-hmm. C from Happy Days should not mm-hmm. be doing this stuff. And when they brought her back as the other character, I was like, yes, this is more like Marion Ross. Yeah. Um, I agree. And that's, I think that's what Amy Pelletito is really good at. She like the, the woman that was supposed to play Sookie that did not play Sookie. They brought her back later, yeah. and she's now also on the uh, marvelous, Mr. marvelous Basil. Mr. Basil. Yeah. yeah, but they have her as that harpist. Yeah, she comes in as the harpist, and I love that she always is like, eh, "We didn't use her right. I think we should reuse her." Yeah, I liked her as the harpist. I am not a fan of Miss Celine. I'm just like, this is not Mad TV. Oh, Miss Celine, this is this <laughs> she's too a little, much. Steph, when you were saying too big, she yes. she went too big yes. in that episode as Miss Celine. Yeah. I would I would side I would side with that yeah. definitely. Uh, so yeah, Emily gives her crap because you know Lorelai can't just cherry pick of when she wants to come over for Friday night dinner, and uh, and she's like, if you want to come to this one, you have to come to them all. And Lorelai's uh, like, uh, I don't want to commit eternally, but Emily's like, nope, just playing hardball. Uh, so yeah, yeah, we- well, yeah, and she doesn't, she doesn't apologize. She does, yeah, she just disregards Lorelai's feelings about it, and you know. I, you come to all of them, you do what I say, or you don't do any of it. Yeah. She's got her <laughs> right in her clutches, you know, right where she wants mm-hmm. her. Um, all right. So the dinner, uh, Richard starts wondering if he should get some property on Cape Cod for Rory and Logan's children. They're already bearing her off. They can already, <laughs> they can already see what the grandkids look like. <laughs> they want a compound. Yeah. Uh, Lorelai arrives to zero fanfare. Uh, Richard sits with her and is immediately called away by Emily. And, but yeah, Logan shows up. He brought gifts and a lighter, strangely. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, Logan gets uh, scotch neat uh, yes. to Emily's delight. And Lorelai – yeah, it was weird. They keep uh, forgetting her drink. <laughs> yeah. Well, she like <laughs> – Lorelai like shoots Rory a look after Logan gets the scotch neat and Rory just like shrugs. So is that because they're, they're ignoring the fact that she needs a drink or is it just something to he's do with scotch He's not 21. There's no way oh, he's yeah. 21. Oh yeah, that's true. I think he's a year ahead of her yeah. in school. So I don't think he's 21 yet. So hmm. I think it goes back to previous dinners they've had where they're all drinking and Rory's always with the Shirley Temple, right. you know, not. So I think it's a sort of like, Really? Yeah. And it could be, you know, as a mom thing, you're going to get back in the car with my daughter and you're having That's a true. drink. Yeah. Yeah. Club soda, Ace. <laughs> uh, we find out that Logan goes to Yale, Berkeley, which is 90 Cropogs away. They measure things by the height of some guy named Cropog, which I found out is actually uh, fictional. That's, that's not a Yale thing. 
something. They but made it up. is like a Harvard thing. It's like a ah, okay. There's some tinge of rumor there at another school or something. Mm. Uh, yeah, Lorelai's like, I'm hoping I get a drink with dinner. She's feeling left out. And then we see Logan do his uh, life and brigade, death brigade business, which is uh, dropping something he stole from a previous rich person's house and the lighter and then stealing the antique sewing box, which Emily immediately okay. notices is missing. Of course she does. I mean, that that's to me, I love when that is when Emily is pure Emily. So the minute that Lorelai is like, of course she's going to notice it's missing. And Logan's like, you, you know, she's not. <laughs> on, we all, we all know Emily. Right. So, okay. Yeah. Was it just oh. me? And uh, well, and Lorelai with her, those looks to Rory. I mean, I just feel like what's going on in Lorelai's head is this boy's privilege. This boy's getting away with all this stuff with mm. changing uh, like the privilege of this, the, just the audacity of this kid coming here in, you know, with his lapels. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think she doesn't like that her parents are kissing his ass. Yeah. You yeah. know, so already has never- their grandchildren planned. And- mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, kids love Cape Cod. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, so Logan can do no wrong. And also, um, Lorelai has that knowledge that the Huntsburgers have already treated her daughter like shit. Yeah. Yeah. So she, she's coming to the table with some additional baggage. Well, and also this may show the social climbing of the elite. They feel the Huntsburgers are a good match for their for Rory because they're better than them, or more, I guess, more successful than them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how ri- rich white people act with that at that level. I, I assume it. Richard could get all their insurance business or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Vague insurance business. Although, didn't we talk about when we were first rewatching this? In this day and age, the Huntsburgers probably would have lost their fortune if their fortune was in newspaper publishing. Yeah. Unless they diversified, which they don't seem like a family that enjoys that word, um, they probably lost all their money. Good. Yeah, because yeah, there seems to be a lot of people like you know, like the Gettys and the. Uh, what's the girl that got kidnapped? Stockholm Baby Syndrome Jessica? You talking no. about? <laughs> well, that's the well uh, one. It's a well. Oh, Baby Jessica fell on a no, well. No, well she was that... kidnapped by gravity. And <laughs> I know who you're talking about. The woman that was in the 70s. Patty Hearst. Patty Hearst. She wore a beret. I'm doing this. She wore a beret. Was Hearst the name of the family that they were basing it on? No, it wasn't Hearst. It was like Schreiber. Yeah, and also... The Jeffrey Epstein's girlfriend did not kill herself, right? The, she's from England, like her father was a newspaper magnate, like this. So there were back in the day, there were a lot of these very wealthy people, but they it's would not be overseas. around today, huh? It's no. still overseas. Uh, my my company is owned by a giant paper magnet, but it's also they're from they've Ger- diversified, they're, but they're also in Germany and Russia and places that still have papers. If you're a newspaper magnet, how attracted are you to print? <laughs> Moving on. Um, <laughs> Is these kind of jokes I can expect? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Lorelai covers up and, and helps uh, Logan get the antique sewing box back, give it back. and uh, Mom, I found it! <laughs> yeah. Mom, I found it! <laughs> And then uh, Logan has to go, and Emily's like, "Oh, of course, of course. Let me get you all out the door." And oh, and he's then, got an early day tomorrow. Yes, 
Yeah. And then Lorelai hangs back and, um, you know, tells them what's up about the dinner and, and, uh, the, the kissing at the her. wedding and the, he did steal the sewing box. And Emily just says, like, you've had too many sidecars, which is the <laughs> drink that she thought Lorelai was had. Uh, okay. So the last chapter of this book, book, uh, episode I call inconsiderate. Uh, so we have, uh, Richard calling, there's an article coming out, of course, the, 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 the one that, you know, Lorelai's dreading, uh, and then he starts getting on her case. You don't have a home fax. Uh, <laughs> and Luke is like, Hey, you shouldn't have pulled that article anyway. That's good. You know? Yeah. Richard, Richard was like, I'm proud of you. <gasps> mm-hmm. well, she has no idea. Or he has no idea. So what's, what's That's it? what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. So we get start hearing about Mike Armstrong. Lorelai says Mike Armstrong um, is interested in the inn or might invest. This is something that she found out from Richard. Yeah. She's telling Suki about it. Yeah. Well, when she tells Luke about it at first, he's like, what? You're going <laughs> to consider selling? The- he's mad. And then he stops. You see him stop and think about, wow, I just sounded like a total asshole. <laughs> Let me go back and say, Lorelai. If you want to take a meeting, you should take a meeting with this guy. Yeah. What is what is Lorelai's stake in the dragonfly? She's an owner. An owner, but how much of it does she own? See, yeah, this is the weird thing that I get into um, as we conclude this season where Lorelai is considering this. And I'm like, should she be talking to Sookie about this or Michelle? I thought Michelle might have been part owner of some sort. I don't think Michelle's part owner. And I think... I've always assumed, and I don't. I don't think it, it's from anything that although she and Suki are partners, I always felt like Lorelai put more money into it. That's yeah. whose money is it? Did Lorelai put her own money in, it or did she use? See that, uh, and this was uh, Robert and I are in a group. We were just talking about this. Like one of the inconsistencies is Lorelai's funds. Hmm. We never oh, know, like, is she poor or is she yeah. actually pretty well off? Yeah, there's no. She, is she working rich? Is she working mid, mid, not, middle class? What is she? They don't have enough money to pay for the termite damage, right? Or for Chilton, but on birthdays, Rory gets pretty decent gifts. She got one of those sweet MacBooks. <laughs> and oh, one, and when they went to Europe, they were gone all her summer and went two Roombas. Two. Each have a pink Roomba. Those aren't. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to tell what kind of money they have because they always yeah. say like, "Oh, mom and dad are rich." I just I'm a working girl, and it's like I understand that, but you also own an inn that's yeah. very popular. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the point that we are supposed to pay attention to is Luke is all in. Is Lorelai all in? Mm-hmm. She said she was all in. Is she really? Mm-hmm. Because her and Luke have got to talk and decide that they're on the same path do they you know what's the future for them do they want the same things and Lorelai is also trying to figure out her place in the world as well but also Luke should not keep this house a secret from her oh we'll get on here's foreshadowing of Luke shouldn't keep things from a house is too big a thing to keep secret yes yeah that's what rich people do rich people can do that rich people be like I bought you a house right Luke should be like, I'm thinking about we should – I'm thinking of getting us a house so we can raise our family. Yeah. I mean what about Lorelai says, I like it when you buy things for me that I didn't have any say in. Yeah. Uh, zero. She, Nothing. She likes her house. 
Mm-hmm. The Crap Shack, as she calls it the first episode. <laughs> Which, again, that house is really nice. She thinks it's Crap Shack. It's really nice. It's got, like, seven bedrooms. That's only got two. Yeah. There's only two bedrooms in that house. One downstairs. And I've one seen, I saw that when it was taken to the studs, and TJ was in a room that was, like, a thousand <laughs> square feet. And easily. Well, they built it out. They Yeah, I know. Okay. Have you guys been out to the... Out to California to the WBY? No, I desperately want to go and just hang out there and yeah, we went this week. Sitting at gazebo. No, I went there right before we started talking about Gilmore Girls on this podcast, and I I have pictures of myself like going. I have no idea. I'm standing in front of the gazebo and in front of Lorelai's house. (laughs) That was your trip to California. It's famous. Yeah, yeah. Everybody knows about that. (laughs) I know about it because I you you did some on the on the uh, spot. Travel stuff for our, our show. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, well, you know. Is our man on the street? When your family. Oh, when your family. Uh, okay, so uh, the next episode is called Blame, Booze, and Melville. My first chapter I titled It to Kirk. Um, so basically uh, Luke and Kirk are arguing over Luke's prices in Luke's. Uh, oh, by the way, um, side note. What do you guys think about Luke calling his own diner Luke's? <laughs> Like when he says, down at Luke's, shouldn't he be just saying my diner? Or, hmm. or Lorelai saying that. to Luke, we have to go to Luke's <laughs> rather no. than just your diner. I've never thought of that. Maybe she doesn't think of it as a diner because a diner implies it's just a place, whereas it's Luke's. Mm-hmm. Luke's is home. Luke's is where I came when I was nobody and you took care of me even then. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And we have a Luke's diner thing up on our wall right over here right behind nice. us so, but uh we uh we, we uh I, I love that kind of, you would hate you don't like luke's that level of food you would not like it you would like it in the world of stars hollow but you wouldn't like it in real life no i did go they did a pop-up luke's Ooh. here when um they were doing the relaunch on right. on netflix and i waited in line and they did turn the inside of a of a fairly hip coffee place and it was amazing. It was I, so I like that. I think I'd like to go and get coffee there. I don't think that would be like let's go out to dinner at Luke's. Right. Like I would eat at Luke's. You're like that. I'm snobby. I'm a greasy spoon. I got yeah, it. you. The love fries look great. Any any breakfast food that they order, I'm and like pie. They're pie. They always pie. have pie. And a gigantic thing of donuts on the counter. <laughs> um. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, Kirk is arguing about the price of toast and. Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Keep going. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought you were about to get on. Listen here about toast. Okay. Um, toast. <laughs> not be a dollar ten. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Taylor then starts calling from next door, and uh, it's it's very it's such a strange shot because I'm like, is there actually a window there? And then I think I see a reflection from the light on the window, but sometimes it just seems like Taylor's just kind of talking on the phone through what is supposed to look like glass, but it's not. I don't know. I'm sure that there would, if it was glass, there would be a glare. Yeah. I think I see one. I don't know. Anyway, he says he can't, he's like, oh, you can't talk since Lorelai is there, right? (laughs) Because Taylor's all in on selling the house to Luke if it means that, you know, it's going to be a home for him and Lorelai. And additional Mm -hmm. revenue, additional tax base. (laughs) That's true. Well, you know how the t- whole town is kind of relying on Luke and Lorelai to have a happy relationship or everything will fall yes. apart. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, Taylor says that he got another call, a competing offer, 
uh, somebody is about to pull down a quarter million dollars and we find out it's Kirk. And uh, Kirk then says that he's been working for 11 years and 15,000 jobs, which, you know, which, is, which is hilarious because it's such a comment on that kooky thing about Kirk that yeah. he's always working a different job. Like it's it's finally commenting on that. And he lived with his mom. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he would be saving money all the time. Mm hmm. See, I've always thought he was clones, but I guess we're, this kind of proves he's not a clone. Um, these are not just Luke clones that nobody's – or not Luke. Kirk clones mm-hmm. that nobody is uh, mentioning. It's just It could be clones and more of a prestige kind of thing, like he killed the other clone. <laughs> yeah. He's just the sole clone left with all the money that all the other clones – Spoiler alert. Oh, that's what happens in the prestige. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I always meant to watch that movie. Yeah? Yeah, you, if I know anything from about 15 you, years ago. Oh, magic and thrillers. I like Christian Moore. Yeah, he's great. And also uh, Wolverine. It's really good. Hugh Jackman. And uh, um, uh, Nick, And Nicholas uh, Tesla is played by David Bowie. So, oh, so Mwah. Yeah. Mwah. I, I Anyway, I hope everybody who's listening has seen it. Um, he, kills his, he kills his duplicates. Instead <laughs> <laughs> oh. so, of jars of dead. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's grim. So Luke vows that Kirk isn't getting the house, and Kirk's like, "Well, I own the bank, so uh, <laughs> I'm uh, the biggest. I'm your. I'm their biggest client." Which is sad, and it makes me again wonder. I'm like, Lorelai took out a loan to get the dragonfly. You have to have more going on than the two hundred thousand, two hundred fifty thousand dollars. That is, if you're their biggest client, she mm-hmm. could get a loan to get her the termite damage done, though, or for. Um, for Chilton tuition, remember she got turned by turned down by every bank in town, and it's some name of some loan shark. Every bank in town. How many banks do you think There's there are in Stars one. Hollow? <laughs> so we go to a meeting with the elders. Um, so a couple of strange things happen here. First, we, I mean, I, I'm just going to call it out right now. Kirk's chest um, uh, is very strange, uh, but I guess this is a physical thing with uh sean gunn steph you looked it up i, I really he's was always there. had a weird chest he's a, he's got a weird bird body i don't know if it's from a yeah. child it's, it's that oh that pectoris excavation thing where you're you're born with your your pec your sternum your rib cage is like caved in wow mm. And he's probably had a surgery to correct it, and then he has this like weird scar. It's called pectus excavatum. Yeah, is that yeah. what you said? Yes, yeah, something like that. Doesn't that mean wily coyote? That's like my, it's like my job, and I don't. Even... <laughs> it's not my job. I'm a respiratory therapist. Like I'm. Other people that have pectus excavatum, Chris Evans. Yeah, you can't tell. Yes. What? Yes. Yeah. There's yeah. lots of yeah. There's an article that has like twenty ce- celebrities that that have mm-hmm. it. Jeff Goldblum. Well, on all these guys, they're all in great shape and have muscles, so you can't see it. So it's just a right. it's literally a dent in their chest. Yeah. So I don't know between this and the the elder that has the towel over its his head. This is very Lynchian. <laughs> this is like really weird. It, uh, it is. It's like um, it's like a throwback to a old ancient ancient civilization story but that is uh the guy from supernatural who plays jared padalecki no the other one the short one the short one the other one 
the British Mark Shepard. It's Mark Shepard's dad that was on oh. one of the Star Treks. Oh. Morgan Well now Morgan I have Shepard. Okay. Morgan. So are these is this like a secret society that runs Stars Hollow? <laughs> it's I think it's very uh mysterious. <laughs> Because there was a mayor at one time, and yeah, now there's there a mayor, is no then mayor. There's Taylor, who seems to be in charge of a ton of stuff, the, and all of a sudden yeah, we're in the, the steam town, room with elders. Yeah, it's just be, whatever like, it needs to be. Guilty. Oh yeah, Morgan Shepard. He's the he, William Shepard is the guy who. Uh, yeah, he's he's the one who's like, "Welcome to Rurapente," and he's been on like a thousand Star Trek episodes. <laughs> and he's also on Doctor Who, and he plays okay. the dad of his own son. In well, actually, he plays the older version of his own kid. In yes. the Impossible Astronaut episode. Yes. Uh, yes. I do know this guy. Is he the guy that's like crying and waving in all those gifts I see of him? Is no. That him? That's not the guy? That's the father of um, <laughs> of uh, uh, Karen Gillan? No. The, uh, uh, the guy. Anyway. Uh, Rory. Gone... His name's Rory. On the oh, oh, yeah. I was going to say uh, Rory was coming to my mind. I was like, no, no, that's not <laughs> Rory Gilmore. Uh, all right. So anyway, the next chapter anyway. is uh, I call it Baby Scares. Uh, so we're in the limo. Luke is really done with Manhattan. The smell alone. <laughs> too many people crammed in too many buildings on too little space. I'm like, oof. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just wait till the future, <laughs> Luke. <laughs> uh, just wait till 2020. And, but he does say something that sounds a little telling. He's like, it's not that I don't like urban and when he says urban, the way he says it, I'm like, I know what you mean. Uh, I don't really like that. I'm not, I don't think I'm a fan of that. Luke. I have a lot of urban friends. <laughs> I have a lot of urban friends. Yeah, it, it, was, it was a little like, okay. I understand what he's, they're saying. He just doesn't like being in the city. He just doesn't yeah. like. He's not city folk. He's country folk. That's fine. He's a townie. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Lorelai wakes up wrapped in a sheet, finds her dress, sees the door open, and looks concerned. And what do we hear? Oh, you hear there's a there's a the musical cue for when any of the Gilmore girls makes a a mistake. It's the <laughs> and sometimes they add the trombone, which you know it's really there's some hijinks. <laughs> yes, the trombone. It's the trombone bone. It's the bone trombone. It's when they <laughs> unprotected. <laughs> that that incidental music. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so we're outside Sookie's. There's a, they're trying to do a, a, a baby shower for Sookie too late. Um, wait, but, why is Rory all grossed out? Yeah. She's really sickened by Sookie about to give birth. <laughs> <laughs> like when did this start? Cause I don't remember this happened. Is this like, she has, she saw something she shouldn't have when, um, I mean, uh, not, I'm really grossed out about babies. But. I mean, was the, did the baby breach right there? <laughs> like, was what's happening? Like, what? well, she was attending the the birth of uh, Gilmore Girls, baby Gilmore Girls, GG, uh, and uh, uh, so maybe she saw something there that scared her. I don't know. Um, all right, so yeah, Jackson is considering. Uh, uh, some names. Ethan is one of them. Uh, Rupert, Glenda, Martha, whatever we don't use, we'll save for the next one. Yeah, because you know they're going to have four and four. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, Lorelai is is accosting a, a doctor. <laughs> like, and he just like, how soon can you find out? 
and he says, you got to wait like two weeks after you conceive. And what about the pregnancy detecting machine? Do you guys have one here? Uh, and he's like, no, no, you got to wait. Oh, it's because she ate an apple. Yeah, yeah. What's the deal with eating healthy all of a sudden? <laughs> and that's what what's so funny about that is that commenting on her terrible diet. Just right. like last last episodes, it was, oh, it's the Lorelai paradox. She eats <laughs> terrible food and never gains weight. But uh, right, and yeah. they don't exercise. They're famous for not exercising. Right. Yeah. I believe the kids' original names. Remember in the first episode that we had, it was Little Cherry and Norit. So at least they've gotten to these names. Because <laughs> I, I we watched it with uh, subtitles on, and I was able to see captioning. I was like, oh. Little Cherry and Nora and Lorelai's like, well, we'll get back to those names in a second. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Lorelai calls Rory, checking to make sure she's being safe. And then um, Rory's Lorelai like, admit- I'm in the dining hall. They can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Lorelai admits what that she's pregnant and she wasn't careful. And uh, Rory's you like, know, no, no, so no, 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 would ever admit that to their child. <laughs> <laughs> Something happened last night with my boyfriend. We were drunk. <laughs> well, I mean, no, that's not that. It's not even the embarrassment of it, it of the of the sex. It's that she would. She, I don't know. They're like best friends. I guess she would, but yeah. like, you just can't let your kids know that you're not in control of everything. No. <laughs> right. Oh. <laughs> She knows that. Never let them see you sweat. <laughs> Not that way. <laughs> uh, some undetermined time later, Lorelai is back at the hospital and it says it's a girl and then has also discerned it was a false alarm um, and the baby shower is on. Uh, Rory asks if Lorelai told Luke and of course not. She has not said anything to Luke. <laughs> Uh, we're, we're in the game of keeping secrets to make drama. That's, that is Gilmore girls. Uh, um, I have kept the baby at this point. I think so. I think yes. so. Yes. Yeah. You think there'd have been a lot of drama about it? Yes. Okay. Certainly. All right. Uh, so yeah. Meanwhile, Jackson mentions names again. And so he's like, no, honey, you're getting a vasectomy now. And yeah. Reggie, the big nurse, is here to do it. And I oh, wrote down what in the ever living yeah. fuck is going on here. Because I would be like, what the hell, Jackson? <laughs> I'd be like, get out of my way. <laughs> There's nobody who's just going to snip me without me thinking about it just for a minute. <laughs> well, <laughs> so we had an agreement after the second one that, you know, it, that that was just what was going to happen. And I, I think didn't want to have another kid. We both yeah. didn't. And, you know, I think our thought was if it was a C-section, we'd. Take care of it then. If not, Jonathan had to go to the snipper. Mm-hmm. But this is just wrong on Jackson. <laughs> this this enrages. I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, they also don't do it in hospitals normally like that. Yeah. It's not a medical procedure that. Think of it like, have you ever seen Beastmaster? <laughs> and they lay that one guy out over the altar. And they like eviscerate him. Uh, That's basically what it is. They, yeah. You go to a guy's office. Have you had this happen, Robin? Robin, have you had yeah, one? Yeah, I have. It's like an autopsy, but on a living person. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, the table's not big enough for a man to like sit on. Oh, right. Like, so oh, dramatic. Yeah, yeah. It's the worst pain you can ever feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But if you get a nice, caring, you know, urologist, they will talk to you during it and just kind of distract you. And And talk to me and ate lunch. Oh, God, there's lunch involved? There was lunch involved. Were there junior mints? (laughs) Uh, No, there was uh, Abba Zabba's. (laughs) (laughs) So I saw that's where I first learned about the Abba Zabba. Uh, here's a fun fact about mine. Uh, it wasn't super numb when they started. And I go, I go, what are you doing down there? And he goes, well, I'm, you know, cutting through this. And I go, I can feel it. He goes, what do you mean you can feel it? Yeah. I go, it, I go, you know how when you like put your hand on a violin and you can feel the, the, the string vibrate? That's what I feel. But down there, he's like, you shouldn't feel that. He goes, hold on. And he like jabs me again with something. He goes, yeah. How about now? And I'm like, nah, nothing. Keep going. Right. So, that was the beginning of my, I was like, well, I hope this isn't how it's going to be. Like, I'm going to yeah. feel like, like you cutting piano wires, basically. Oh my God. And I was like, nope, nope, nope. Right. And then they bring out the welding torch just to get it all back. That in was there. good. And, and also they're like, I remember the pre-op, they were like, oh, uh, you can uh, shave yourself before. I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> I don't. I eat peanut butter before I go to the dentist. Do you think I'm going to shave myself before you give me a vasectomy? No. Right. You're doing your job. This is what I'm paying for. <laughs> oh, shit. I, I actually had my wife take care of me. <laughs> to be honest, I was like, honey, I don't trust myself. Just waving a razor around down there. You can actually get right and just kind of. I let a, I let a, actually, I let a nurse do some of it, but then the doctor also had to do some of it. So I was like, uh, person again, this is his lunch. <laughs> this is his lunch. <laughs> So, yeah, the baby's uh, named Martha, Janice, Lori, Ethan, Rupert, Glenda, Carson, Daisy, Danny, Belleville. <laughs> awesome. I guess. Uh, all right. Next chapter, an on-point article. Uh, so we go to the Gilmore house, and the Gilmore girls are actually having Friday dinner and having a friendly conversation for some reason. Uh, Emily has photos of dancers that she's going to sponsor and judges them by her, their opinion, uh, their appearance. Because Emily buys people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, she's the, going to get what she pays for. She'll get her money's worth. <laughs> the magazine, even is, though Emily, go ahead. Sorry, it, even it's Richard's money too. A- anyway, go ahead. Oof. Okay. <laughs> uh, the, so the magazine's printed. Lorelai nearly cried when she read it. Certain Emily is going to hire people to hurt her with tire irons. Uh, meanwhile, Emily calls Lorelai. She actually got herself a ballerina, Paula, who is excited about the ape magic eight ball she found. It okay, says I'm is, going to be rich. <laughs> this is so weird. Emily is so excited about Paula. Yeah. One minute. And the next scene is totally different. Have you seen Mikhail? Oh, Mikhail. Wonderful. <laughs> what a specimen. I paid for her, Lorelai. She wasn't what I wanted. <laughs> That's what she says. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, uh, Lorelai uh, shows up with a mystery bag. It's the cover story. And I wrote to him, Mikhail says, great dacha. I don't know what that means. Oh, um, uh, da- uh, d- uh, d- Ian. Ian is a dacha. Oh, okay. Emily is delighted. And then you see her face drop. <laughs> and... So Lorelai locks herself in her own bedroom, her old bedroom. Uh, and Lorelai says, I was being edgy like Chris Rock. <laughs> you, you related to me to Pol Pot. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get into a bitch fight with Jimmy Carter. It was with that insufferable Rosalind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
So yeah, uh, Lorelai says she's sorry. She's got all the excuses. Uh, Emily just goes silent and then says, I'll stop reading. And uh, Mikhail storms out. How did you feel about that? I felt Emily, you said something about Emily, the way Emily handled that. Oh, I thought that that, I mean, every now and then you you really sense Emily trying. Mm-hmm. And Emily knows that if she keeps reading, nothing good is going to come of it. So she honors Lorelai's wishes. I think she heard Lorelai when she said, I was mad. I was mad when I did that. And, and Emily was in the wrong for that. So I think she doesn't right. want to open that wound again and does the mature thing and says, okay. Yeah. She's not going to apologize for it, but she's not going to do anything to make it worse. Right. And then she's got to apologize to Mikhail who ran out because he's upset that Emily is being, is, is, is like Stalin. He doesn't want anything to do with her. Uh, but yeah, she has to say, yeah, she, Emily's nothing like Joseph Stalin. <laughs> uh, last chapter of this episode, I call ace in the hole. Uh, <laughs> so we're at the Gazette. Rory's m- rushing around doing all the surface things. Uh, pff, let's see. Uh, we have this big meeting that happens, and uh, after Mitchum says he's probably only going to re- stick around for a couple more days, and he wants to have a chat, and says that Rory does not have what it takes to make it in journalism. She doesn't have the drive. Says he, she should have spoken up during the meeting. She'd make a great assistant, though. I may have just done you a big favor. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I can understand. Your point that Mitchum speaks plain, he speaks what he sees, but again, she's working as an assistant. She's not there to like throw story ideas out at this meeting. That that's kind of that kind of pissed me off. Like she's not yeah, there as she the, as a writer or an editor. Yeah, she's not there as a writer. She doesn't know this. She knows this workplace enough to uh, the organization, but she doesn't know journalism in this place. She doesn't but, know this job. But there are there real there so this is to me the difference between when I watched this initially and I was in my early thirties, maybe, or late twenties. God you're old. Jesus. And <laughs> and now looking back on it, and I've worked long enough, there are two different types of people in an office. There are those that do they do a good job. They're great, but they come in, do the the job and leave, and then there are the others that take the risks, put themselves out there. And I think that's what he's referring to. And in my opinion, it's on her to prove him wrong. Like, I'm not saying what he said was delightful and I'm sure it hurts. And and I would have, I would have done the same thing. I would have slunked off and been, you know, inconsolable, but then it's on her to pick herself back up and, and prove him wrong. Right. I, I mean, I, I think, you know, this, this does shatter her world. You know, we get, but yeah, we this is more, the first but... time she's ever been told no. <laughs> so this is not the first time no, she's, she's not precious. She's not yeah. a precious yes. angel. Yeah. So, so this, this happened to me actually my first year in college. So all through high school, you know, I had teachers that told me I was a really good writer. I was a really good writer. I take freshman English, you know, I'm in, I'm in a class and I have somebody that says, you know, have you gone to the writing center? To get help. And I was crushed. But mm-hmm. it's also important that somebody pushes you. Like I didn't, you know, I was I giving it my all? Probably not. I was right. I was coasting a little bit. Right. So she did need to hear a no. I don't know. I just think like he could have d- did her a big favor by saying, listen, I hear good things about you. 
I want to see it. And so next time we have a meeting, I want to hear from you. Not you don't yeah, have what it takes. Just get out of here. <laughs> different personalities that respond to different in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, Some people can't take criticism at all. Right. At she all. can't. But if he didn't, if he didn't provide any sort of warmth or encouragement to his children, there's no way he's going to do it to his <laughs> his son's latest chippy. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and I, get, I, I agree. Who he with may you. or may not be trying to get rid of. Yeah, right. I, right. <laughs> I agree with what you said, Robin. In that, does she know her place? Like, she doesn't know her place. Not play her place as a woman. God, I'm talking about. Does she know her place as literally? This is what is this job she's doing? Right. As an intern, but here's my problem. He never said you need to be my assistant. He also never, he says you're going to shadow me. Mm-hmm. And and I think what it turned into, at least for me, is. She became his assistant. He's like, this is not what I'm asking for. I want you to literally be up in my ass talking to yeah. me about stuff. Be like, hey, I think we should do a story on this. Hey, what if we did this? And if he turn and if he uh, if he tells her no, at least she's giving the gumption of saying it. Now, is that reality? No, Robin, you write. You're a writer. You know that's not the reality of how this business works. You wouldn't just <laughs> start piping in with stuff for some kid sitting next to you. You'd be like, shut up. Like, I don't care what you have to say. So I understand that part too. Like if I went to my work and there was someone who started a week ago and they were sitting behind me and they started piping in with ideas for things, I'd be like, cool your jets, Turbo. We'll get to it. You know, especially if they were an intern, if they were an unpaid intern, I would, the the level, it would be low, would be low. And I wouldn't ever go to them and be like, yeah, you just don't show it because you're not being, you know, I want you to be quiet. I want you to stand over there and be quiet and learn. But what he says, though, is very apt. Mm. And I think, I think you're right, Steph, that exactly what he's saying. He's saying no to her, and she can't stand it. Mm-hmm. Right. I think, I, I, I think I'm kind of irritated with the both of them because I, <laughs> first of all, don't like, you know, these, these like, this has been a test this entire time. Like, no, no, just be straight with me. Uh, uh, but also, I don't like the fact that she hears one person say – you're not cut out for this. And she doesn't sit back and go, wait a second. Like, has he read any of my writing? Has like, has he actually evaluated me as a journalist or just because I didn't play the social game? Right. You know, uh, I don't know, but of course, you know, she's young. So this of course would shatter her. This is like, you know, having mm-hmm. somebody at the top in your top of your field telling you this, this is, this sucks. <laughs> So, all right. So, uh, uh, Rory goes off, uh, and, uh, finds Logan at honors, uh, party engagement party on his yacht. So Rory talks Logan into stealing another yacht. He's talking to a girl. Oh, no. Yep. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Fragile <laughs> fucking wanna, Rory. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to see pictures of their two year old kid? He, he has pictures in his wallet. That's weird. <laughs> Uh, so at the end of the episode, Lorelai gets a call. Mom, you really need to come get me. Where are you? Credits. Uh, all right. So let's get into the last the last episode. A house is not a home. And my first chapter is called Mrs. Kim Possible Band Protocol. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're at Lane's and Zach's and Brian's. Uh, Brian's. Up for his Century 21 job or applying for the job or something. He's got the jacket. He's a temp uh, as their receptionist. Okay. 
Zach's morning is getting up, throwing music on, playing video games, and Lane sees her drums covered in clothes and beer bottles and wonders what's happening with the band. Um, so fast forward to Luke's, where Lane's trying to get a band meeting going. She's frustrated. Um, Gil shows up in his sub uniform, and <clears throat> he says, I just got totally boned by a 16-year-old Three Doors Down fan. It <laughs> just doesn't sound right. I mean, what does he mean by boned? Probably not the last time, first time he said that either. <laughs> sure, um, happened a lot. Does he, did he say yeah. boned or owned? I think he said boned, but maybe I could have been could have heard that wrong. I thought maybe I he meant he got like um, like somebody stiffed him with the money. Stiffing, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think he. I mean, he's in love with his wife. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. No, I just was like, what kind of turn of phrase is boned by? <laughs> Like, yeah, I guess he got ripped off. That's all I can figure. The early aughts were a crazy time for everyone. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Lane's like, are we breaking up? And Zach's like, what? Oh, the band. Uh, so she's mad that everybody has something going on and, and nobody's prioritizing the band anymore. So Lane goes. They played, they played all the clubs. They've did, yeah. They played all the gigs. They're, they're played out. They don't have any more, you know, any more options. So Rika goes back to Ramsey Bolton and is like, Master, please put the collar back on. <laughs> I am ready just to give up on everything. Um, but uh, Mrs. Kim says, this is not the daughter I raised. And Kims, don't give up. And so. That was surprising. Yeah. And so she bursts into the apartment and says they're going on tour. She's got it all planned out. There's theaters in these churches. It's a two-month tour. She's got contacts with the Seventh Day Adventist entertainment circuit because she was in an all girl Christian tambourine band. <laughs> they can Silly. stay with families and and then tells Gil not to wear that outfit on stage. He's like, "What? Tell her it's not my. <laughs> this is my delivery outfit." And uh, you know, I'm always I'm a Sebastian Bach fan, and I love the fact that he's got this shirt on, and you can see right on his forearm it says "Youth Gone Wild." I'm like, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so she says, "Lyrics must be clean." And Zach's like, what? And Mrs. Kim cites how much money Prince made last year, which is this must have been ter- during his uh, his period, his religious period, where he was okay. making, putting out religious album. I don't know. Um, and yeah, they're gonna go in Gil's van, and um, <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Kim says she could fit her tambourine band in there. Everybody, of course, having their legs crossed. <laughs> and. Uh, uh, Brian sold. Gil says it's crazy, which is totally rock and roll. So he sold to Zach's like, well, the Tin Man and Lion are going. <laughs> and Lane is ear to ear smiling. So this is a nice. I like how we leave the season with uh, Lane happy and, you know, doing what she wants to do and uh, having a relationship with Mama again. Yeah, that's nice. Mama. Mama. I think Miss Lane is my second favorite Gilmore girl. <laughs> right. Uh, no, not Lane. Miss, uh, Miss Kim. Kim. Miss Kim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this, she's always been great. I mean, yes, is she annoying? Yes. We use the we use uh, a line that she had in the first or the second season when um, in our house. If you can't find something, we say your eyes they see shapes and colors, which is what she says. At some point, someone can't find something. She's like, it's over there, and, and he's like, it's like I can't find it. Your eyes they can see shapes and colors, right? <laughs> we use that with the kids that's a, a good lot. Line. Uh, the next chapter I have for this bu- this uh, book, gosh, uh, this episode, I don't know, because I keep saying chapter. Uh, I call this in which Rory lets one man's opinion completely alter her life. 
so Lorelai picks Rory up at the police station and uh yeah. So you thought you didn't have a chance to talk about Michael Deloise, but uh she's wondering if Rory's in the system now and then she's like, What is the system? And and then she starts talking making reference to Sipowitz's son in NYPD Blue, who was played by Michael Deloise. Um and it's awesome. not the first time they've like th- given some love to the Deloise clan. No, they love uh, they love because they were watching Fatso one Fatso, night too. Yeah, yeah they yeah. love the whole Deloise clan. I assume one of them is probably directed an episode. Have we seen that? The uh, the other one, the big one, the Peter? one he was on Sequest or whatever that. Peter, Mike, Michael, or maybe yeah, or Peter. It might the be one Peter. from Jump Street. Peter, yes, the one Peter from Jump Street. From Jump was Street. All- He's also a director, too, mm-hmm. of, like, syndicated television. So I, I just don't know. Hmm. He did a lot of Stargate. Uh, like he directed a lot of Stargate. Yeah, I don't know. Including my favorite episode with TJ, Wormhole Extreme, which if you've never seen it, go watch that episode of Stargate. It's where they spoof. They they let this show get made so that Stargate is not considered, like, it's it's secret. But if they make this show, people will be like, aren't you talking about that stupid TV show? So it basically <laughs> gives them cover. In case ah, anyone's, it's called Wormhole it. Extreme. It's called Wormhole Extreme, and it stars TJ, and it's amazing. They did a very similar thing on X Files, yeah, where they had the people that played Mulder and Scully, yeah, and it yes. was just a, it was a hypersexualized and then version at the end, of the yeah. yeah. <laughs> At the end of it, you see Peter Deloise talking to his brother. He's like, "No, this isn't a real show. We're just." He's like, "If it's not a real show, am I getting paid for?" He's like, "Yeah, you're getting paid." He's like, "Then why are all these cameras around here?" He's like, "If it's not a real show." What are we doing right now? It, it's I kind of love that man. Uh, I tried. Always, I, the best. I started Stargate and then I fell off. I don't it's know why. Rough. It's it, it does not age well. Speaking of binge shows, it's hard to watch. I yeah. love. I loved it. I used to watch it. I watched. It, I got Showtime so I could watch it originally every Friday night. Every Friday night in college, I watched Stargate. No, it wasn't. Yeah. A, maybe yeah. it carried over to college. It was when I was in grad school. All right, I watched it every Friday night so I could write papers. Yeah, well, that it was on for ten years, so oh, okay. yeah, it would have yeah. been through college, through everything. Yeah. Uh, all right, so Colin and Finn show up, and Lorelai's not impressed with them, but they're impressed with uh, Rory, and you know, super excited that Maxwell Smart has found his Agent Ninety Nine. Um, kids that age know that reference. <laughs> yeah. They're referencing the Steve Carell movie, of course. Not that yeah, I don't think. Nice try. <laughs> um. All right, so uh, yeah, Lorelai has her uh, privileged face on. <laughs> I hate these privileged boys. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we go with them into the streets. Uh, Lorelai is going to pick up some food. Um, of course. Oh, this is where oh, it's sad because Rory's got ink on her fingers. Yeah. Uh, when Lorelai goes. To Luke's uh, Taylor chases her down and says, "There's, there's a bike race coming. We will be tur- towing." We see Kirk across the street at tow truck. I'm coming for you. <laughs> Which I thought was great. Yeah. Well. Um. Yeah. She, Logan calls and Lorelai is trying to get Rory not to answer the phone, oh, yeah. but Rory feels guilty. It's her fault because she, she got Logan arrested. Just like she crashed the car and blamed it on Jess. You know, she's actually trying to take responsibility for it now. By the way, that's one of my theories, uh, guys. I, <laughs> Rory actually crashed that car. Mm. Just, just took, just, just took the hit for it. We never found out. We'll find out eventually. In the uh, the miniseries, miniseries, yeah. What's that? 
okay. <laughs> oh, uh, Lorelai ignores Taylor, and Taylor's like, "Look what Jane Fonda hath wrought." <laughs> <laughs> and all the WB teenagers are like, "Who? What?" Lorelai and Luke align there. Obviously, it's Logan's fault. Powers and. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Lorelai makes a list about what they're going to do next, and can Rory even vote now? Oh. Um, to be truthful, it is it is his fault in that she did try to steal the yacht, and she would not be yacht accessible without Logan. Yeah. So I guess on that level, he is an enabler. It's like taking an alcoholic to a bar. <laughs> yeah. she, who knew that her her thing was stealing boats? He's a gateway drug. He is. He's a gateway drug. Yeah. First, she's trying to steal a yacht. That what's next? A cruise ship? Now you're Captain Phillips. <laughs> uh, look at me. Yeah, look at me. Uh, so yeah, the, Rory tells Lorelai about what happened, and uh, Lorelai points out again, like Rory was working as an assistant. He has no idea what kind of a journalist it. When we talked about this, um, he didn't invent journalism. He's just a guy with a really great parking space. <laughs> Uh, and then suddenly Rory's actions just hit her and uh, she realizes everything that happened. Uh, and uh, Lorelai's like, we'll figure it out. So cut to. Uh, oh, this is so funny where Kirk is about to attach to the Jeep oh, yeah. and she drives off. <laughs> <laughs> and Rory's like pointing, like, do you realize what's happening? She's like, I don't care. Um, so, so in the streets the next day, we have the Troubadour. Um, singing Mama Tried And I think this is a good use of him It's a song that has something to do With the plot In a way, mm-hmm. a reference to the plot um, mm-hmm. it, He doesn't stay too long He doesn't creepily stand near somebody else Singing um, What are you guys' thoughts about the Troubadour? I've been hot and cold with him So he is, and I'm, I apologize if you've already talked about it On past episodes He is, maybe not any longer, but at the time, the husband of the woman that does the music for the show. Oh, really? He's he's her husband. I didn't realize that. Married to Lala. Yeah, so she's she's Sam Phillips. I can't remember his name. Grantly Grantly Phillips. Grantly Phillips. Yep. Um, I generally like him. I like the sort of, you know, it's kind of a little bit of a commentary. I love the finale where they had all the other troubadours mm-hmm. that came to town I don't know where I am in the in the seasons where you know they found I remember out there was one where one troubadour came to town and was battling with him about but they haven't had the big thing oh, okay. Sorry. Show no, up yet. never mind never mind There's never mind it's gonna happen it's yes. awesome. I'll forget about I, it I like I like the troubadour I, I I will say that I'm sure it borders on the 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 cutesy yeah Jonathan, what do you think about the Troubadour? Oh, I I like him. Yeah, hey, he never bothered me. I like that kind of it, it's a there's something about Mary style of just this just the inexplicable guy. It's yeah. always singing. No one really seems to notice him, and then when he does get noticed, it's like its own story, which is always funny. <laughs> so yeah, that didn't bother me. Uh, 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 there, nothing on this show bothers me except Rory. <laughs> <laughs> I would never say the Troubadour sucks. Roy sucks. Yeah, I really hated him off the bat, at, right off the bat. But then I, I liked uh, some of the stuff uh, later on. Um, but that's just me. I don't know. <laughs> I think it, I think that's what it fell victim to. It was just like uh, me thinking it was just way too cutesy and not needed, and kind of yeah, like that something about Mary. Like it's 
It's not like original. It's, I don't know. I thought they were trying to look for something that they didn't know if they needed. And now they're like, well, shit, now we have the Troubadour. So <laughs> every season, this is the season finale. So it's like it, he's married to the, to the, to the sound, to the, to the, to our composer. So it, we're not really worried about getting him. Yeah. We probably remind everyone that he exists. Mm-hmm. I would yeah, almost prefer a, a, wasn't something about Mary? Like he literally is talking to you in the camera and mm-hmm. yeah, he's like telling yeah, he's like the he's like the Aaron Adele. He's I, the I love that more. I think I I'd enjoy that more. Like he was like in Lorelai and Rory were <laughs> oh like like Fiction. Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, yeah, yes. oh, maybe that's it. Four girls got themselves into a real pickle. Commercial freeze frame. Come back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, Laura, I love this bit where Lorelai posts Rory's jail photos on the fridge. She serves her bread and water, plays chain gang, starts coming up with heist plans and does the whole two phones thing. So it looks like they're talking through glass and then she's getting Robert Blake's attorney Houdini. (laughs) I, I love this because I love the way the contrast of the tone to me (laughs) versus the end. I think that, you know, we have this, you know, Lorelai trying to tell her, okay, you know, you messed up. We always find humor in things. We'll find a way. Yeah. And we, we end up in a very different space at the end. So I really love the, the contrast. Mm. Also, I like this fun Lorelai. I try, I mean, the only time I ever don't like Lorelai is when she's in love. <laughs> she yeah. sucks when she's in love because she's wishy-washy with the Wolfman. Um, you, <laughs> the know, wolfman. You, know, you call Max Medina the Wolfman? Max Medina the Wolfman because he was a Wolfman on that, that – uh, Grim show. Uh, well, J- oh, Jason, Jason, his nickname is Digger, right? That's yeah, yes. yeah. Styles was a jerk. Yeah, Digger so was that's, a jerk. That's not her fault. That's fine. The uh, Wolfman was the best for her, other than Luke, and mm-hmm. she completely ruined that entire. I mean, she she destroyed that man. I I liked I liked the guy that was taking her fishing. Billy Burke, I like him. I like him as a character actor. Oh, Swan's father. Yeah, Twilight. Yeah, got it. <laughs> yes, I'm all I, on I it. was sad. I was sad that uh, <laughs> he disappeared, but he did seem like like we're just gonna throw another Luke in here and see what goes on. You know, mm-hmm. um, she's not there for the other Luke. She is there for Luke. Then, right. and, and this is the only relationship that works because he's the only one that doesn't put up with her shit. Mm. He's like, you know, later on, they'll be when they uh, and you'll get to it later on the later seasons when Amy leaves as the writer, she basically leaves them in a huge pickle. And you'll be interested. It'll be interesting to see seeing the, what's going on. The difference between how they write. Oh, Luke and, yeah. Luke she write. Did you ever watch West Wing? Yes. OK, so, you know, when Aaron Sorkin was like, fuck you, I'm going to put <laughs> yeah. you in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Amy Sherman Palladino did the same thing. Right. She's just like, peace out. <laughs> Write yourself out of this one. She's like, now, now you have a Republican who's now the president. <laughs> Joy, it's John Goodman. We love him. But good, good luck writing yourself out of this one. Uh, okay, so Logan calls looking for Lor- uh, Lorelai. Well, it is Lorelai. Rory. And uh, he apologized to Lorelai. He says his father's lawyers are on it. And she's and Lorelai says, we do not need help from your father. And... Um, so uh, Logan confronts uh, Rory. Hey, what did my dad do? And uh, then says he's a jackass and a bully and wants to fight him about it. But Rory's like, don't put me in that position. And then says she's got to study. Um, so Logan says she needs to talk to her mom into letting her take his dad's attorney's 
And so we go to the, I think it's a philosophy exam, and Rory is the only one in the class not actually working on the exam. She's staring off out the window, and then we pan out, and we see Michael Myers standing out there, and it's really <laughs> weird for a second. <laughs> Outside of Weston's, Rory tells Lorelai that she is not going back to Yale uh, next year. She's not sure what she's going to do with her life, and she says nothing to do with Mitchum's opinion. <laughs> mm-hmm. So she definitely had that. Fragile fucking Rory. Yeah. You have been working towards this your whole life. Why are you going to throw it away now? You're going to let one man's opinion. Oh, she just. I mean, why do you have to make such rash decisions right now? Give yourself the summer, Rory. Yeah, you might change your mind. Two days. This is two days ago. Yeah. You're in jail for one of those days, and the other day you've decided, I'm just going to quit because everyone tells, you know, they didn't say I was good at something. Um, How about the fact that she's like, hey, Logan agrees because he didn't actually vocally say he disagreed. (laughs) So obviously he agrees with his father. Even Laura calls bullshit on that. Now, in some ways, that is very. 19 year old girl. I mean, I remember having those same sort of conversations like, you know, and telling a friend and then, you know, then he feels like this and and I'm envisioning my sister. Well, did he say that? No, but I could see it all over his face. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, I'm glad she called her on it, but you know, this feels like a, um, a device to make everything else happen. Like we have to separate Lorelai and Rory we have to cut that cord, and the only way to do it is to have Rory do something so egregious that Lorelai has to has to push her aside. Uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I we got the rest of the episode to talk about, but yeah, I'm really wondering what's going to happen next year. <laughs> like, uh, for, you know, if she's leaving Yale, is does this mean uh, Paris is uh, not going to be? In the next season, or will she somehow like? Well, I'm moving to Star Solo too, <laughs> so I can be on the show. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Um, okay, so uh, Richard is uh, again sounding like he's not paying attention to Emily when he's reading his newspaper, but then he recites everything back that she said, and I was I just wrote down, "Thank God," you know. <laughs> like, I was worried that oh. But they're still not okay. Yeah, the honeymoon's over. The honeymoon's the, over. The re re honeymoon is. No. So Lorelai arrives frazzled, breaks the news. Emily thinks this is one of Lorelai's bits that she's just bracing them for the news that she's getting a sex change operation. Ha ha. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> LOL. Can uh, you imagine? Um, yeah. So this is when Richard and Emily are. Uh, Given the all the facts about what happened at that dinner at the Huntsburgers, and then the yacht theft, and yep. the oh yeah, so Richard pulls out his pad. Uh, what what do we need to do? You know, we need to get a lawyer. We need to. Mm-hmm. And they say to we're going to all wait together till Friday dinner. We'll triple team her. They agree to back up Lorelai. Lorelai is thankful, and I'm telling you, my heart like swelled. I was just like, "Oh my god, these guys are getting it. <laughs> They're working together. Look at this. They all love Lorelai. Uh, they all love Rory. So obviously, this is going to work out perfectly. <laughs> dumb, dumb me. Um, all right. So the uh, Friday morning, uh, uh, Rory arrives after Richard uh, yells at a maid about his shoe colors or something. Makes her shake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
uh, Richard's like, hey, hey, well, I'm going to talk tonight. Talk tonight. And Roy just crumples into his arms and he's, you know, puts his arm around. And he's like, everything's going to be all right. I'm yeah. She's, Which is okay she's his to weakness. Do. Yeah. It's yeah. okay to do this with your grandfather because they do have a special relationship. But the next part is what's the problem. Yeah. So the Friday night dinner, Richard and Emily say, tell Lorelai they've come to a decision. And, and they Rick. stand there like right next to that painting. Yep. Like oh I'm sure. God. Yeah. I'm sure this is not the first time Lorelai has had this discussion in this manner with her family. Yeah. Emily sat, sit, seated and Richard standing and taking charge. And uh, yeah, it does look like a pose. Uh yeah, so Rory's moving to the pool house, and uh, they're going to find her a job, and then we're going to re- we are going to revisit the subject of her returning to school. And Laura, I can't believe they reversed on backing her, and and is further upset that they already met up with Rory, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, and then they just come to this. They're like, listen, you it makes sense to us. You don't want her moving in with Logan. You don't want her in Stars Hall. Like she never said that. She just doesn't yeah. want her to leave well, Yale. She did. She what she said was. When at Weston's, Rory said, uh, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm not going back to Yale. And Lorelai said, well, you're not going to come back home and work in the uh, work in the bookstore. Like right. she didn't mean she couldn't come back home. <laughs> but that's what Emily and Richard are saying. Well, you told Lorelai, uh, you told Rory she couldn't come back home. Well, not really. That was a that was a figure of speech. It's <sighs> something parents say. It's threats parents make. Yeah. So they don't uh, really mean it. So they say they're going to help get her on track, and she'll understand. And she's like, "You'll understand it when you calm down and think about it rationally." I mean, the whole the whole thing is heartbreaking for numerous reasons, but for for really what you said, Robin, that you know, she thought she and her parents had come to this understanding that for once they were going to be on the same side of things yeah. and they sandbag her <sighs> and you get the sense that, you know, cause Lorelai will tell Rory these stories about how cold her house was and you know, how things were bad. And you don't always get that sense because of how warm they are. Because things are good. Cause things are good. When but things go bad. That's but what, when you see that, you see that exchange, you see how they talk to her and how they dismiss her yeah. and almost don't see her you get a sense of everything she went through in that house. Mm-hmm. And you could see it all over her face. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the, Emily never apologized for breaking her and Luke up. She, they made Lorelai feel like an outsider when she kept offering her a sidecar and not knowing that <laughs> martini was her drink. She, and Lorelai had to swallow her pride knowing what kind of mess she gets herself into every time she has to ask her parents for help Mm -hmm. and how hard it is to ask her parents for help. And then they do that to her. It's just heartbreaking. So we get this like sad final shot for this chapter, at least Uh, the, the Lorelai standing outside the pool house and watching Rory unpacking books and just, you know, Standing on the outside of the window looking in. I mean, it can't be more obvious than that. Yes. This is the Richard- least sexy body heat I've ever seen. <laughs> not sexy at all. But at all. Emily and Richard have their have Rory their hooks in her. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they, they've offered her what she needs, precious Rory. They, she's precious Rory now. Well, mm-hmm. and they've always seen Rory as a do-over for Lorelai, right? They, they, yeah. This is 
you know, Rory is the daughter that they wanted and they'll get it right this time. And that's got to be painful for Lorelai to experience. Mm. So, you know, this, it's just the culmination of all of those bad feelings. It's just, uh, uh, it angers me. And I, I, yeah, I, I am looking forward and you guys kind of talked about, you know, like hinting what's going to happen next year, which is, I mean, Rory's going to see, might see what, Lorelai actually went through <laughs> from her. Where, uh, where did they, where, where did they leave next year? The end yes. of next year. Yeah. Next year. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it, 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 I see what they're doing and you probably can see the roadmap too mm-hmm. as to where they're going. And once you get there, you're happy you got there. I will say next season, they take forever to get there. You're just like enough already. <laughs> Well, but we don't want to wait, so that's why we've been. Yeah, <laughs> eventually, I mean, Rory's still garbage. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but he does grow up a little bit. I have a short chapter here about everything else. I just titled it. Meanwhile, uh, we have the bikers going through town and yelling "big hole," and then uh, <laughs> "big hole, big hole." And Luke's trying to sign papers for the house, and uh, and then runs out, and they're like, they start screaming, "Big bat, big bat." <laughs> He has three days to decide if he doesn't want the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dragonfly, Mike Armstrong, sent a chest of travel goodies. Lorelai tells Michelle to take something. Michelle wants the image of the bikers poking themselves in the buttocks. Eternal sunshine out of his mind. Again, phrasing. Uh, <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Um, so uh, Michelle says Lorelai is going to sell and he's going to be unemployed. So he's a little worried about it. That's the only real discussion that... Lorelai has I mean maybe it's going to happen more in the next season um, So Luke shows up to be the hand, handyman Luke is wondering um, why this Armstrong and the Durham group are sending her gifts And uh, Lorelai tells him she's she was being wooed but never said she had the meeting And she's mulling it over And Luke is bothered that there's Mulling it over? Yeah <laughs> There's travel involved possibly And he says what about the kids? <laughs> Such a great line. Yeah. And then it's just like, what? And he's like, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> that is such a great line because you're like, oh, he's thinking about the kids. <laughs> They're going to have uh, to, then- re- to replace Rory because she sucks. <laughs> so, again, we have more you know, fragile people here. Luke sees that Lorelai possibly is selling the inn and is possibly thinking of taking this job that has her possibly traveling and decides that this big decision that he's made is completely ruined. <laughs> and I don't she- see this as Luke being in the wrong, though. Yes, he should have told her about the house. Yeah. He's wrong about that. But Lorelai is also typical. Lorelai has not thought one second about, I don't know, they have offices somewhere. Mm-hmm. They're sending you wooing gifts and they are talking numbers. You you need to find out what's going on so that the person that you will probably marry someday knows what's going on. Right. And he needs to be the same and tell her about the house because that's his plan. Neither of them are talking. It's like an episode of Three's Company. I've never <laughs> seen Three's Company. It's always a huge misunderstanding. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I did want to say that you know, this next scene where Luke chases Taylor out into the street and causes a bike pileup. I got to say this is the best stunts I've seen on. Uh, yeah, that's great. This guy does a face plant right on camera. <laughs> I was like, wow. Um, saw some action. We yeah. haven't seen that since the fight at yeah. uh, Kyle's house. 
Well, there was that one scene where Luke uh, threw threw a, a angry diner out onto his keister in the background as Lane was walking away a couple weeks ago. Um, all right, so uh, yeah, Taylor is irritated. The the bikers have not returned. Um, oh, sorry, I skipped over the fact that Luke says he wants out of the house. He doesn't need it anymore. And uh, yeah, so later the bikers are late, and Taylor yells at them, and then. After that, Lorelai arrives defeated at Luke's, um, and she says she was supposed to have more than me. She was supposed to have everything. Um, Luke says that they can call La- Gail, say there's a chemical imbalance. We can have her out of your parents and lock her in a room, and we can take her to school every day. And um, and he's, you know, this is her dream. I will not let this happen. Like Luke is very loves Laurel loves Laurel loves Rory he's and, on her side because yes. she doesn't have anybody on her and she, right she looks at him and she realizes that she has him on her side and boom Luke will you marry me so yeah. and she and he always believes her I mean that's the other thing you know she keeps experiencing you know nobody taking her word for it Luke mm-hmm. takes her word for it every time yeah. and you know the other thing I liked about this, again, it's where they needed to go. Not necessarily, I didn't like the way that they did it, but Lorelai needed to start thinking about her future, her own future. And she looked at Luke and not only did she feel the swell of, you know, here's somebody on my side, but I think she thought, you know, there's, there's a life there. There's a life I'm supposed to have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Luke is, uh, Luke's always got her back. And, uh, I think, uh, as I'm glad to see Lorelai appreciating that. Um, yeah, it, it's going to be an interesting season next year. I mean, you guys all, you guys know all about it. Is there anything you want to kind of tease at all? So or? much murder. So much, <laughs> so much blood. <laughs> so gory. And those sexy ones too. That, that one episode that's all sexy. That's good. <laughs> and, the eyes wide shut up. And uh, the other episode that's all musical. That was good. Uh, I can't wait for the musical. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steph, do you want to, uh, do, well, do you have anything else to say about this episode Steph, or the season that you wanted to oh, just great drama. And I yeah. just like how it like finally commented on things. We're finally like being meta or postmodern or whatever about we're commenting on it. Yeah. Uh, I I hope they work it out. I mean, you know, they're obviously – I mean if they do get married, I mean, there's no way Luke is just going to walk right into another marriage, right? Like like, like he did with the, the, the last chippy. <laughs> Hello, Mrs. Ross. Hello, <laughs> Mr. Rachel. I got, I got divorced again. Ross got married <laughs> again. Oh, is this a Friends reference? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hear humans have seen Friends. I am Lots not a human, apparently. Uh, it doesn't age well, but still pretty damn funny. Mm. Like, well, especially about the homophobia. Not great. <laughs> yeah. A lot of gay panic. But other yeah. than that. It's Other still, than that, it's the, like, still very some funny. of it are like, you're like, damn, this is some of the best writing of the nineties. Definitely. <laughs> uh, so Steph, you want to read out the next four yeah. episodes and I'll try to guess uh, what they're about by the title. Okay. So <laughs> season six, episode one, the new and improved Lorelai. Oh, the new and improved Lorelai. I mean, this is Lorelai. I mean, I don't see how she's improved without Rory, but she might be improved by being married. Uh, that's the best I can do. At that one. Okay. Fat face. Fight face. Well, that's the face you put on when you're, uh, you want to be tough. 
Um, you're about to go into some sort of battle. Um, so I'm thinking uh, Lorelai is going to take up this meeting with these Durham people and uh, put her best fight face on, I guess. I don't know. Some of these titles. Oh, R- Rory, Rory decides that she wants to get back into journalism and she's going to give it another go. And that, You think yeah. that's going to happen in episode two? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Could with the, the way things happen. Fight face. Um, do I see Paul Anka? Paul Anka. Uh, okay. The third episode is the ungraduate. Mm-hmm. Okay, so ungraduate. So, um, is this a Mrs. Robinson situation, or is it like an opposite? Like Rory's well, already a seventy-year-old woman. Yes, man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like we've already done this with Michael York, so I don't <laughs> see. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess uh, somebody doesn't graduate, but that's again, this is the third season. This is, I'm assuming this is the fall of the next year, but who knows? Last always uh, number four. Always a godmother, never a god. Well, yeah, um, hmm, that kind of stumps me. Godmother, godmother to well, godmother to Sookie's second child, maybe Martha. Martha. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And then episode five, murder at the Huntsberger Manor. <laughs> right. I don't know what's going to happen there. Funny. Where'd it go? What are we looking for? I lost it. My pick. Lots of bangs in the next season. Lots of what? Bangs. Oh, oh. Like hair. Yes. Gotcha. You miss bangs, don't you, Mary? I do miss bangs. Don't cut your hair. Oh no! I mean, I, no. I've I've been told never to do that again. But I did enjoy them while they were in style. Again, yeah. <laughs> My guitar. Just play the guitar on. without the pick. Having a hard time getting it off there. Well, what? getting off the stand. That's episode six. So, uh, at the end <laughs> of every episode, uh, every every podcast, we do uh, we do some off tune la la's together but at the end of every season i actually try to play one of the incidental la la's and see if you guys can join in all right so this is this is going to take some vocal talent to help me out okay Mm -mm. (laughs) la la season everybody thank you jonathan and meredith for stopping by thank you steph for putting up with me thanks for having you (laughs)